1: Wow. Richardson will just launch it in. Pesper White turns it aside. Just a couple of seconds remaining. Done
0: and dusted. A season for the ages.
1: And there's the captain. He's raised two. He's raised two so far. He's got his hands on the playoff trophy for the first time since 2010. The Belfast Giants will skate off into the summer with that final piece of silverware. Raise it to the rafters. Getty Grand Slam champions, the Belfast Giants. Well, I was just cracking straight into it, but this podcast has been going since 2005. I've prayed and hoped for a moment like this, and I'll be able to say to you, this is a View from the Bridge, official podcast of the EIHL League, Challenge Cup, and Playoff Grand Slam champions, the Stenoline Belfast Giants, for kingdomofthegiants.com. Today's Thursday, the 20th of April. Yes, Thursday. All all you guys in Saltbox are like, when's the podcast going to be? It's going to be late, isn't it? Yes, it's late. It's Thursday, the 20th of April. 2023. My name's Patrick Smith. We're live on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitter. You also download us at all the normal places in this week's show. We're just going to talk about all the action, all the crack that took place, not only a fabulous weekend over in Nottingham when the Giants lifted the playoff trophy and sealed that Grand Slam. But also about a wonderful night last night at the SSE Arena when they took on when the Giants All Star team took on uh, Dnipro Pro Kershaw. Uh, it was really, really was a special occasion. Um, Adam Keefe and Kel Beatty will be joining us later on the show. Steve Thornton is waiting on the wings to come and join us in just a second, and we're going to talk about all the stuff that went on. Mr. Bejimson, Mr. Kitchen, good to see you both again. Hello, Patrick. You well? Hi. Good, good. We're going to crack on straight away, Chance. I'm delighted to be joined uh, by the head of hockey operations for the Belfast Jans, Steve Thornton.
2: Steve, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing very well, very well. Glad uh, glad this season is over and it was successful. And it feels like uh, after last night's game, it's day one of the next season. <laughs> We're going to come
1: on to all the good times. We're going to come all the good times. Unfortunately, though, we did talk about this uh, at the weekend on the, the- live well, shoes that we did but there is a more just a chat about ray Sawada. um ray sadly passed away last week obviously had a great season here in belfast um can we just get your thoughts on ray and 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 on what unfortunately happened to him last week
2: well i mean any, anytime you hear news like that it's devastating it really kind of puts things into perspective um he was a, a great person a great family family man he kept himself in impeccable shape too. So it's just, I I mean, you feel, you feel so bad for the family. I know they had a couple of young kids as well. Um, It's nice to see, I suppose, the community around him and the hockey community community pulled together on it, but it it, it just really knocks you back. And I can't can't imagine having to go through something like that, especially at such a young age. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, Davey. You know, we spoke about it at the weekend. Ray Suada was over a point a game for the Belfast Giants. He put a, He played for the Dallas Stars. And what what wasn't what probably was lesser known was he was one of the people who was used for motion capture in the NHL games.
3: He wasn't to throw just to back your stats up there, Patty. Sixty eight games for seventy points, twenty four goals. He was a special player, and he was a special guy around the place. And you only need to look at the uh, the outpouring of love. We talked. Funny, just thought it was on the last podcast. And I talked about John O'Phillips just prior to that and said, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll leave at the people's funerals to tell them how important they are to us. And 10 minutes later, we're told about the, the terrible passing array. And there was a real outpouring of love towards him. And I hope that he knew just how revered. And I, I guess on a wider scale, these guys that come to Belfast don't really realise how revered they are as people and how important they become to us. And when they go back to Canada, you know, that they've the become friends for life you know and you've seen probably the most touching moment was when you saw keeper taking his 12 Swada badge off and, and placing it on the playoff trophy and and giving it a little tap and having a little thought for for ray in that moment And you've seen the, the the numbers on the helmets over the weekend and i think the club did really well in the minutes of applause and minutes of applause last night again and it's just as just, just to reiterate what steve said it's, it's just really tragic young family much, much 10 years younger than me. And that really puts, you've got to put your things in order. And as Murph said, at the end of the podcast like if you've something to say to somebody go and tell them because if somebody's important
0: to you, let them know.
1: Here, here, Simon, you got, I think
0: Stephen and, and David have just put it, you know, perfectly. And that, that, one thing, just I touched on last night on the, on the webcast or on the, on the live stream, you know, we've, we've all got young kids and, and having to think that, that, um, raise young kids all. You know, are going to have no dad anymore. It's just unbearable. So our thoughts are out to the family, and, and and hopefully they can find the strength to to continue and and get the kids grow up thinking how, how good their dad was, and it's just incredible.
1: Right. Let's get into uh, let's get into talk of the weekend and the Belfast Giants this season, Steve. An absolutely phenomenal season overall. Uh, but but your first of all, your thoughts on what went by at the weekend there, and and you know the last time the last the last time we won the playoffs was thirteen years ago. The time before that was seven years before that. So to to finally after so many times to finally get our hands on that trophy, it
2: must be a relief to you. It, that's probably the biggest word. Yeah, like it's I, I haven't. Because it has been so long and we've been so close, I haven't I haven't looked forward to that weekend for for a while now. So it, it's usually just a stressful situation, and it's so hard to see other teams celebrate, you know, especially after the last um, two successful years we had, where we felt we were the the top team know, we won the league, we won the Challenge Cup, and then you can't go into the summer as as like that kind of number one team. You're seeing somebody else on the ice celebrating and putting their finger up like they're like they're the top. Like, it just leaves such a sour taste in your mouth so for 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 me it was it was relief uh, it was i suppose fitting that we um went through the same journey that we did in 2010 having to play nottingham in the semis and and cardiff in the finals and cardiff have been our bogey team uh, recently in, in the finals as well so it was it was a nice way to finish it off that's for sure
1: david
3: Oh, questions for thorson steve Obviously, you've talked about, you know, one or three times, young player coming towards the end as a player coach and then winning it now as a GM. Now, we talked at the weekend about how many of those banners that are hanging in the, in the Odyssey SSE that have your fingerprints on them. But this one must be an extra special with the last 10 years of, you know, it just shows you too, for something that should be relatively easy, that it's two weekends, you've
2: just they've got to be good for two weekends. It's actually relatively hard to win. It is, it is. And there's, I mean, like every team is going into that playoff in a different position and they're preparing differently and, and it's exhausting, like going into that league hunt, you know, a 54 game marathon where you're, you're, you're winning a trophy at the very end of it and you haven't really had a chance to put a focus on, on that like quick tournament. And that's what it is. It's a quick tournament. So anybody can win on those ones in a, in a, in a one-off game or a two game series as we've seen over the years. So it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a difficult one uh, to win, like you said, but you know, from, from a hockey player's point of view, growing up in pretty much any, any league uh, in the world, like it's the playoffs that like a lot of the players want to play for, like you want that kind of that last taste of success that leads you into the summer. And I I like the way that the league is done here. And it's, it, it makes sense, you know, for, for, for us to have that, um, priority on the 54 game season to, to you know over the long term of the season you know who's dealt the best with the downs and who's had the highest ups and and you finish with um obviously uh the last couple of years uh, a trophy in the bank but that one it was extra sweet I gotta say
0: Steve uh, Simon Kitchen here um uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look I I get to see more or less every day, the efforts that you guys put into it off the ice. I'm talking about Steve, yourself, and Adam. Um, we know how invested you are in it, and I know that, you know, you, you pull your hair out sometimes. Um, and, you know, you, you, you've...
2: You signed I'm not having teams. a ball joke on here. I'm not having a ball joke on here. <laughs> I, 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 thought, I thought it was a phone call tonight, Simon. I've done my hair. <laughs> the uh, You know, when, when
0: you see how much effort goes into it off the ice, um, you know, Adam... But, is uh, is demanding. Um, I think that's probably the best word for it. And it, not just off the on the ice team, but the off ice team as well. And we're okay with that, especially when we have a success of what we have. But Davey and Patty have already touched on it. The success that we've had in the last three, four years I mean, the last two years we've won five of the last six trophies available from the IHL what next what I mean what way do we, I mean obviously everybody every other team in the league is going to try and up their game you've seen the the Cardiff Devils have brought a new coaching or bringing a new coaching staff in the Nottingham Panthers are going to do the same potentially other teams throughout the league what what next for Belfast Giants
2: well m- most importantly it's it's the hard work that we put in and you're, you guys play a big part in that and I know that you you're you're helping with a lot of the things off the ice um you know finding those extra one percents and, and putting us in a better position to have the success so to answer the question is we get back on the horse you know like once you've tasted it and once you've had like seasons where you've won trophies and I think the players will say the same thing they're going to want to replicate it so um, staying at the top is not not easy you know there's going to be a lot of teams hunting for us and and like it, it does start well it's already started in terms of trying to figure out what gives us the best chance to to, to bring silverware back to Belfast. Like uh, we, you, you don't really get a lot of time to sit back and reflect on, on what you've done because like, it is, it's a mad scramble, like right off the bat, it's a mad scramble. And, and with the champions league coming up, you know, in, in August beginning September and, and then working back for work permits, like how, how quickly you need to get guys done, you know, we've got to get that blueprint right. And I think we've got a good like, finger on the pulse as to what it takes to win in the league. You know, so we paint the picture of, of the, the lineup we want. We try to fill in those slots and, and, you know, there's certain positions that are uber important that we need to make sure that we get, and then, and then we, we give the, uh, the team absolutely no excuses. So that is, that is, that is what I think my role is like, I, I've got to, I've got to find the ways that we can grab all those extra 1% everywhere. Uh, and then I got to take away the excuses. So like, there's there's no reason anybody should be sitting in front of me, uh, um, telling 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 me that the travel wasn't good enough, the apartment wasn't good enough, or whatever. And that's everybody, including the team, the coaches. So Kiefer, he 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 does demand a lot, demands a lot of the players, demands a lot of like everybody around the team. But that's because he cares, you know, and he knows how to win. So I, like, as soon as you stop doing that, you stop winning.
0: Great answer. Um, We finished our season, our competitive season on Sunday. um, But last night, I think that the the boys were watching on the stream, over 6,000 people in the arena. And what an event that we put on yesterday for the Ukraine um, uh, Hockey Dream. It was one of the best events that I think hockey has, as a Belfast Giants organization, we've ever had.
2: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, it was—we've had a lot of big games in in that building over the last twenty odd years, but that that might have been the most important one. You know, it, it falls back into the, this, you know, the, the saying that we had at early days that we may not be the biggest team in the world, but we're the most important. And and now we we potentially have competition because like the the the, the country of Ukraine, Ukraine and and that particularly that city or like the, the, that has lost their their venue and that they're struggling to try to find a way to keep ice hockey going. Um, if we can play a small part in, in helping that, um, it, it just it, it feels fantastic. So I think we've made lifelong friends. Uh, I don't think this is the end. You know, we'd love to find ways to, to support them down the line. Hopefully we've created some form of a template for other teams to step up and do something as well and and who knows in the near future maybe we'll see something like that again
1: You know, like, obviously I I was really, really disappointed I wasn't able to make it over uh, last night because I I watched the whole thing online and it was great great coverage as always, and with with Murph and and Cees, but also throwing in Rah McMullen and and, and all the stuff that was thrown around there was just wonderful to watch. I really, from, from my perspective, a lot of the stuff was summed up by Sarah Fraser at Quinnipiac who put out a tweet today. Uh, on the back of what happened last night was what the Belfast Giants organization is what she said what the Belfast Giants organization has done this year on and off the ice is a masterclass in the sports world top fan experience in a premier venue where you can eat drink and learn and socialize friendship for CHL elite league the treble awards night hockey can't stop you know you threw in there the the, the continental cup when we hosted that and all, and all the benefits that we got from that getting into the chl probably on the back of it you saw the world championships you know, the, the amount of work that your team put in steve is phenomenal
2: yeah i mean when you say it like that it is it's it's been a wild ride and and you know we've we've had unbelievable growth over the last couple of years and especially when you when you look back like you know, coming out of a pandemic and a cost of living crisis, it's it's so hard to imagine that you a few years ago you'd be in this position where you're constantly selling out, and you're able to now not only get the business back up and running, but be able to support other businesses. So it, it's becoming a destination, and I think we've positioned ourselves quite well in in that like our our, our site. Uh, brings people together and we create great memories and after being locked in you know for the the pandemic like, uh, people want to do that so we, we've got the experience to another level like the game night i think is fantastic and it's a good place to come to um so we, we're ticking a lot of boxes for 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 that
1: one more thing before i let you go steve is you know obviously you said you know next season starts now so so what happens now is it going to the current players and seeing who comes back or is it or is it just all encompassing who's about
2: no well, it's a combination or is it time of it? off yeah yeah no time not, off. Certainly not, a not, to be the conversations have like started happening like we, we need to make sure that we've got a base to build off um so you know a lot of internal chats with the coaching staff to make sure that we know what we want our team to look like next season areas that we feel we can get better who we want who we want to bring in generally the way it works for us is like you need to you need to get your 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 team signed from the 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 roster that you have mainly like the the non-imported guys first because a lot of them head off to World Championships and and there's just not as many of them available, so it seems like a mad scramble for that. And then you know, we've we're, we're very fortunate that we got a couple of great partners that offer school programs, so Ulster University and LaSalle University, uh, and and those those are quite popular. Those school spots we look to fill those as well. And looking at players in the league that we've been able to cast an eye on for you know, the last nine months, and, and we make sure that we figure out who we like, uh, and then and then you see kind of what is next and. we're we're always targeting players we feel we maybe shouldn't get you know so like uh, the the, the, our model uh is you know we get rejected 9 10 11 20 30 40 times before you get somebody you know you're always going to ask and try to get that person that you feel you've got a, a win on come bringing into our league so it and I think that is an important part of what we do we're willing to do that graft
1: well, listen steve from our point of view and i'm, I'm sure I speak for the lads there as well just a massive thank you from us to The yeah. the season this season has been absolutely outstanding but you like told by the banners that are hung from the from the ceiling that Davy has said your fingerprints are on a majority of them um so yes we look forward to next season but not before we enjoy what we've just witnessed in this season past
2: well, thank you so much, and and we're all on the same team here. Like uh, like I said at the beginning, like you guys play a massive part in, in bringing us the success that we have as well. And again, we're looking for those one and and you guys are you guys are adding a few. So thank you guys very much.
1: That's very kind of you. Thanks, Steve. Big Good thanks. Steve. <laughs> <Good morning. laughs> but 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 David, you said it yourself. Like when it come, when it comes to the championships, when it comes to those banners hanging, Steve Thornton's fingerprints are all over them.
3: I think if um, if ever we can be a little sycophantic, if we can ever be a little backslappy, it's at the end of this season. You know, you, you can have a moratorium every season. There'd be things that Steve will... You hear him talking already about how he wants to get better. He's just won the travel, but he wants to get better. And that's the old Alex Ferguson mentality of you build from your position of strength. And, you know, as I say, you can have a moratorium about your seasons where things have gone wrong. But see, right now in the present, we have just lifted the third trophy that we could lift this season out of three, have had an unbelievable season. There'd be lots of thanks to lots of people tonight, and no more so than the, the head of hockey operations and Steve Thornton. He's a, an absolutely gentleman away from hockey, but in that club, like there's there's heartbeats within that club, and Steve Thornton is one of those heartbeats. How many of those banners hasn't Thorps touched? You know, it, it's been incredible, and since he came back after the the Paul eighty season, he was he was sort of foisted in behind the the bench, which wasn't really what he was supposed to come back for. He had to do that coaching season. Then he stepped in the head of hockey operations and built a, a quite a piece of a tra- trajectory, actually. We've, we've done, you know, where we've came from, especially post-COVID and came out. And, of course, there's a lot of other people involved and Simon and Laura and all the back teams, but there's a head of hockey ops and he's the man ultimately that Buck stops with and, and he's controlling everything that goes on there, like a general and, you know, crowds are up, trophies are up, banners are up
1: you <laughs> The, you know, Simon, you know, I, I, it's no secret that i've made it no secret and a lot of everybody knows <laughs> that when it came to, when it comes to my favorite player steve thornton was always and still remains well scott conway's getting quite close but the, yeah. uh, steve thornton was always my favorite was always my favorite player when it came to the last chance what he did when he came in from london after his knee injury and you know uh, when, it, when we won the playoffs, when he came back you know even when he played at basingstoke it was fantastic and when he came back to the chance and, and winning again you, you see him like you said you see him day in and day out and, and the work that he puts in behind behind the scenes one thing i will say is i had a quick chat with um i say a quick chat i had a chat with todd kelman um over the weekend and 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 killer more or less said that you know steve thornton was the best signing he ever made for the belfast Giants. and he's absolutely
0: right um you know would be i think we're all um adam keith adam keith adam keith um you know he's the most important guy around the room and I don't think anybody would argue with that but i'll tell you what if steve's not right alongside him um he's not far off it he is absolutely vital to the the position that the belfast chance are in right now you genuinely do not realize the work that this guy puts into it he is he's off the charts i mean he just doesn't stop um he's he's in the office usually first he's you know if he's if hes if he's not in the office, he's usually on his laptop or he's on his phone, and he he does so many things, and it's not just Giants related. You know, he's also over the whole site as commercial um, aspect as well. So all the sponsors and all the different partners we have throughout the arena, W five Life, the SSA arena itself, the Giants. He oversees that whole thing, so it, it's I, I don't think he gets the plaudits that he deserves. I. I I know, again, off the ice and, you know, everybody pats Adam in the back and George and and Stewie and and Taff and all the players and and absolutely thoroughly deserved. I'm not taking anything away from that. Um, But the impact that Steve has, I think, goes a little bit under the radar. Um, And I think he's okay with that as well. I think he just sort of, you know, he sort of pans on and, and gets on with what needs done. Um make no mistake about it. You know, he holds people accountable and, and that includes not just the players, not just the coaching staff, but I'm talking about us as well. Um, for the office side of things and uh, myself, James, Laura, everybody, you know, behind the scenes, Kelly, Angela. It's it's important that, that, to see that everybody's pulling the rope in the same direction. You can see that with the success we've had this year, the same success last year. There's not a team in this league that wouldn't want to be in the position we're in. Yes, you get fans who yap and gurn about, oh, you've got this and you've got that. And we've got that because we work hard at it. And I'm not saying other teams don't, but we just go the extra mile. Those 1% that, Steve's talk about, that Steve talks about sorry, are absolutely vital. I got a phone call from him about an hour ago, um, and I'd asked him to come on this, and and he said, All oh, right, okay. He, now, to be honest, Steve's normally in bed at this time. So yeah. I think he may have been wearing his pajamas under his, his, his jumper there, but he's normally a bit at this time and he's up early to get ready to go. And then, you know, he, he's the, the workload that he puts in to the Belfast Giants alone is off the charts. So um, I just want to say a massive thanks to to Steve and everybody behind the scenes at the Belfast Giants, all the volunteers. Everybody has played their part. There's absolutely no doubt about that. We, we held a... Um, we meeting after the Guilford game a few weeks ago. Actually, no, it was after the Clan game a few weeks ago. Sorry, um, and uh, all the volunteers were putting in there uh, an office. Adam came in and he just said thank you, and you could see just looking around the room, you could see how much that meant to so many people, and and you know just Adam showing his appreciation, taking his time out. As soon as he did his media interviews, he came straight round. He was only there for a minute and a half, two minutes, um, but. Seeing how high, hi, high the fans, the volunteers
1: all hold Adam and Steve, is off the charts. Just we've got uh, we've got Adam waiting just in the wings. So We're going to bring him in just a second. I didn't one know point. that. I was pumped. I was, pumped. <laughs> I was all there too. <laughs> You're gonna to have to face him now. <laughs> the, um, one of the uh, one, one of the comments as well. I was speaking to one uh, uh over the weekend, I was speaking to you, and I'm not mentioning him, but a player, uh, sorry, a man who runs another one of the elite league clubs. And his his comment to me was basically the Belfast Giants are like a DEL team. Operating in the elite league, the, how smoothly they're running both on and off the ice. So, but the, the team on the ice doesn't run as smoothly without the way that they're every that they're working off the ice, and that every team in this league is playing catch up to the way the Giants are doing. That's testament to the you says, the to, to Laura, the to Steve, to everybody who's working so hard behind the scenes and, and more part here. What I'm going to do is now I'm going to bring in that Grand Slam winning coach. All he does these days is win trophies, and that is, of course. Adam Keefe, how do you coach?
4: Uh, a lot better than this time last night, that's for sure. <laughs> how did you
1: feel? Well, do you know what? We, we do have an interview with you that says that they are going to play later on. We, we was talk- obviously talking to the Georgia and then you, but give it to us now. You, know, how did it feel last night? How were those? How were those legs?
4: Uh, not great. Uh, you know, the first lap or two in warm ups, I was like, I, I think I could still play. Then I did a few more laps, uh, and then the legs started to get real heavy and, and weak. So it's pretty frustrating not your body not being able to do what your mind's telling you to do. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, I had a lot of fun out there. First period was was probably the toughest because I was playing forward, um, trying to forecheck, and, and that takes a lot of energy out of you. So I went back on D. And pretty much cost us about three goals. So maybe I should, <laughs> three, maybe I three. I was, only, I was, I came out at uh, minus one. That's all. <laughs>
1: David, have you run the stats on this? Just, you know, we just need to make sure of that.
4: Oh, he was plus one then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Like, we, we described it, we'll, we'll focus on last night before we go on dealership. But like we were speaking to Steve Thornton just there now, and, and we were saying about how last night, with regards to everything that the Giants have put on last night, was just incredibly special.
4: Yeah, it really was. Um, you know, I think this all kind of came up. I'm not sure exactly how long ago, probably in, inside a month. Um, and for the, you know, for the off off ice staff to put this together inside of a month and organize it that well. Uh, I mean, that's, that's a credit to the, to everybody off the ice, you know, um, but what a way to end the season, especially after, you know, finally getting that playoff trophy, having a, the team celebrations, and then one last kind of celebration for a great cause with the fans. I mean, I don't think you could ever rewrite a better season this year.
3: I think I think that's a, a very, very good way to put it, coach. You know, you couldn't really write if you wrote that story, some people mightn't believe it. You know, it's it's been an incredible season. It's been an incredible three or four years actually. But um to finally get your hands, well, we were talking to Steve earlier, we had a little piece about Ray Sawada at the start, um a bit of a tribute piece to him. Just that moment when you got close enough to finally touch that Icy Smith trophy, put the number twelve badge on it, give it a little pat, and then leave it the the goodie to go and pick it up. Must have been a really special moment in your career.
4: Yeah, it was one that's kind of eluded us. She's the one that got away, I suppose. Um, I think that we were joking around last night and I was giving the playoff trophy to the likes of Savvy, Boxy, Loiter because, you know, they were unlucky enough to to get it done in their time. And I know how that can kind of feel like uh, you feel like you... Unfinished business, so um, it was nice for them to get back and at least see that, that you know, with trouble see trouble season like this, that uh, you know, see to see the one that got away and uh, you know just to celebrate it with us. And uh, I mean, it was an amazing way. i mean, like I said, there's not a better way to end the season, especially considering we got the cup and the league. You know, to go out uh, pretty much leaving nothing on the table for anybody else. Uh, that, that was a surreal feeling,
0: Kiefer. Um, Mark Garcia finally got his hands on the trophy. Um, he's won everything else. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was around the room there and, and after the game on Saturday, and and uh, I was sort of looking at Gary was sitting down on his own at one point. Obviously, he had the family and all were with him as well. Um, but you I mean you play, but I mean, you even started them last night with yourself and that alert mutant um <laughs> Lloyd, but you know it just goes to show how high all the other guys in that room hold whole guy in this team that he deserves to be in
4: yeah he's, he's very well respected there's a reason why you know i gave him a letter you know he's a leader on the team he's been around he's you know he's had those heartaches of lost challenge cups lost playoffs lost leagues and those are the things that make you winners you know that's how you bounce back from those it's not a, not every, you know, it's easy to win when, you know, the, you think back to that, our second league trophy, I think it was 2013-14 when we win in February. That was an easy, that was easy league. You know, there was, we just knew we were going to win that league probably since November on. It just, nobody was a little close to us. Um, you know, there's been, this is the season before that, We missed out on every single trophy because Nottingham was that good, and they won the treble. And you know those losses—it's how you come back from those. That that guys makes guys hungrier, you know. And I think that that really put us over the edge this season in the playoffs. The fact that we had those returning guys in that locker room—that we're just we're not going to let that happen again.
1: You say that, but the. When it comes to that season when Nottingham won everything, I do remember interviewing a very angry um, Doug Christensen after the playoff final, uh, who basically said, "I heard Gary Moran out there saying they're Grand Slam champions. I'd like them to come to Belfast and pick up our Earhart Conference trophy that they didn't get, so uh, <laughs> they 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 missed out on one." But when it looks when it when when you look back at this season and in years and years to come. Coach. You know, you look at where we were in December when we lost those two back to back games against the Manchester Storm and, and, and the changes that had to take place there and what you had to put into place. You know, what how will you look back at this season? You know, there's a lot of adversity this season that you had to overcome. And they actually do that and they actually come away with all three trophies. The hard work that must have been put in it was incredible.
4: Yeah, well it's it's consistency. That's what it is. And, guys, we had that blip in Manchester. We actually, going into the Manchester, we can. We were okay with our road trip. We were 500 on the road. You know, a successful road trip like that in November, you come out of it better than 500. You know, so all things considered, I think we had a lot of injuries on that trip, playing short benched. And uh, all things considered, you know, we, we came out of it – 500 and we were happy with it Uh, we were still within striking distance of the league but to come home and drop those two that was a that was a tough one to take that put us in a real big hole Uh, so obviously from there you know some real tough conversations happened behind scenes that you know all ultimately altered the the path that the team took in terms of personnel.
1: We um <clears throat> after that Manchester double as we, as people who watch the show know we invited David Goodwin on, and uh, he came on to sort of a uh, to explain what, what what happened the following weekend. We did invite David Goodwin to come and join us tonight, and he said tonight, and uh, he said I'm on a beach in Spain, I'm drinking Estrella. We haven't got swept by the Manchester storm. Enjoy, enjoy the show. Um, but what the, the other thing I would say is, coming to the back end of the season, obviously, you said we were 500 on the road coming into that. How key is it that those last, say, of those last 10, 12 games, most of them were at home?
4: Yeah, that is, I mean, that's something ever since we started that long road trip in November you know, due to the Friendship Four, essentially, and all obviously other events at the arena. You know, you, you look at that as something that can really set you up for success down the stretch if you do well in it, and that's what I meant. You want to come out of that better than 500, and then you know that if you're within striking distance after Christmas, that there's a lot more home games and there's road games, and, you know, the, the crowds start to... You know, from this season in particular, the crowds were were very good from before Christmas. But generally, it's usually after Christmas, it starts to pick up and the guys start to get excited. They start to see the finish line. Everything starts to align. And if you get the buy-in, then uh, things start to pick up and you start to apply a lot of pressure on a team that you're chasing or a team that's chasing you.
3: Coach, we... I don't want to harp back to that early December, but I, I, I tweeted the other day and I said on that podcast, there was a guy called Devin, Kevin DeShazzo tweeted about trusting the process and you as a coach, okay, you made be at personnel changes. Besco obviously comes in on pretty much New Year's Day. Hank comes in, different players come, Ruchi comes in was was a key component as well. Unfortunately, he got injured towards the end, but the growth takes time. Results take time, be patient, be persistent, do your work, focus on your habits. You know, as a coach, that's, that's where your job comes in just to tell them the trust. I'm your coach. Trust what I'm putting in front of you here, guys.
4: It's exactly it. Um, I actually screenshotted that tweet that you put out there. I think that was a great quote. It was about, uh, it was about farming. Um, And I think uh, it's exactly, I mean, it correlates. It's perfect for, for what we do here. I mean, we plant those seeds at the start of the year, how to win and how we need to win. And it has to be every game. It's not about winning the trophies, essentially. Obviously, we, every team wants to win trophies. So, But you don't even really need to touch on that. But how are we going to get there? And if you focus on the trophies, some you, you, everything gets lost in in the process. And if you focus on the process, then all of a sudden, after four months, you find yourself close. And you know, I think that that's why you see this team... I would say in the last few years, post-Christmas, they see the finishing line start to be real. And all of a sudden, it's playoff performance after playoff performance, week in, week out. And that separates us from the pack. And I think that that's, you know, that's because they learned the process and they learned how to win up until Christmas, and not without falter. I mean, we had many times we, we failed, and ultimately well to the point where we had to change some things right so but what happens is through that we learn and then all of a sudden post-Christmas where we know how to win and once the team knows how to win and they have trust in the process they trust in our structure or how we played how we can win it just seems to take over and that's when as a coach uh, you can kind of sit back for the most part and watch them play and it's a lot of fun
3: like I, I think we, to an extent, also get that. You see, jealousy is the wrong term. I'm trying to think of the right word here, but there's been an awful lot about us hosting the last two Challenge Cup finals. Oh, it's a home game for the Belfast. But you have to earn the right. And we're earning the right through doing things right and what are ultimately dead rubbers. You'll still qualify for the quarterfinals or the, the semifinals of the Challenge Cup if you lose those last couple of group games. But we focus on winning through those dead rubber games winning through those quarterfinals? Because hosting the Challenge Cup final is a massive thing.
4: Yeah. um, I mean, we learned that, not this season, but we learned that the last year, how important that third period was with that fan base. And we learned it in the Continental Cup as well, you know, coming back in the third period, what that crowd can do for you in terms of momentum. So, I mean, anytime home ice advantage is available, we want it and you know the players probably the returning players not so much but the new players probably thought I was a psychopath because you know you, you're in going into a challenge cup at the start of the season and you know if you think back to that you know everybody says that uh, it's unfair that we get home ice advantage we we won one of them in a shootout i believe one in overtime and you lose those you don't get home ice advantage if sheffield gets through so you know it, that was extremely important and you, know, you have to apply those standards from day one. Otherwise you can slip and, and all of a sudden there's no championship game at home.
1: One last question. for me. I The last question for me, coach was going to be, you know, I know those were the, the Ukraine team last night was a friendly and those kids were young, but I was looking forward to seeing that elbow pad being thrown up into the sky, but I guess I have to live with that. The question is, you know, we, we're going to be chatting to Kel Beatty in just a second. Um, and, you know, you, there are a lot of changes ha- will have to happen and, you know, players will come, players will go, but some of these young lads will be coming through. You know, you, you, you're obviously, you know, recruitment starts now. It probably started long ago. You know, what are you looking for in your team going forward? And and when it comes to these young kids, do you see more and more coming from them?
4: Yeah, um, ultimately, I think uh, the growth of, of Kel and Mac and Carter and, uh Hamill and Travis Lavery the kid you know the the real young kids that are here the growth that I've seen from them year on year out has been great uh, and that's great to see and ultimately, you, you know we probably I probably need more focus on it um but you know I only have so much I can give um but you know they have grown in the last few years for sure and uh, I've talked to each one of them about the importance of getting stronger physically because that's it you know um you're playing against men once you reach this league level, and uh, you know that's it. So it's it's work in the summer that needs to be put in for those boys to be able to compete with with the big boys um, week in week out and and counted on in reliable situations uh, when it comes to the league title chase. I mean, so but you know all that being said, they've done fantastic for us whenever they've been called upon to you know. Uh, when we we're able to get them in the lineup, they've eaten valuable minutes that allows the likes of Conway, Goodwin, uh, the guys are eating big, big minutes to, to rest a little bit going into then maybe the second game of the weekend, and gives us a little bit more life that day.
1: Well, Coach, listen, what a phenomenal season um, <laughs> you know, from our from our point of view. You know, it's we thank you for what you, you've helped us with in a view from the bridge, but from an on ice point of view. Unbelievable! We can't thank you enough for what you do for this organization, what you provide for this organization, and what a season that we've had. I know that personally, you're in for a bit of a busy time, so we wish you well with that. And I think that you know, going forward, no doubt we're in for a lot better times. And we also, I know that says, will probably hope that the Leafs pick up from after last night's loss. So uh, you know, it's going to be a busy time. But thanks very much for your time and congratulations.
4: Thanks guys. Thanks for having me as always. But I do want to touch on one thing. I mean, I, when I was sitting there in the waiting room, I heard you guys talking about Steve's one percent. And uh, you know, Steve's been talking about adding one percent uh, to the team probably since I've known him. You know, those little areas where we can add one percent value and and maybe it makes the difference. You know, so if you think about Steve's been talking about that for six, seven years. You know, that's seven percent now, and and now you see the. The fruits of the labor, and I think that that's a real credit to Steve and his leadership. And and obviously, you guys are a big part of that one percent. So, thank you for what you guys do.
1: That's very kind of you, Thank you, very, thank you very much. And uh, enjoy your summer.
4: I like the hats, all right. I didn't get the memo, otherwise, I would have brought mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
1: that's the uh, last minute. I'm gonna hang mine up
4: Thanks, coach. No problem. Take care.
1: Thank you. See you Big thanks to big thanks to Adam Keith. We'll race around quickly just to comment about Keefer David, let's you know, just like I say he cost, he cost this organization a fortune in, in championship banners.
3: Brilliant, doesn't it? My uh, book of superlatives hang is up. overflowing. I was gonna say you
1: you must have it. you must be
0: reading the dictionary before you come on tonight.
3: I'm very well educated, Justice. It's one of those things. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's all been it's it's all been said and was said about it and earlier in the piece. It's about like ride the highs of right now because the the organisation in a really good place. And you will not win travels every season forever because that it's, it's never happened before, it's never happened again. Um, but ride the emotion and enjoy the euphoria of what's happening right now because we've waited a long time for that elite league trophy or for that playoff mm-hmm. trophy. We've we've been denying them. Many times over the last decade, and got so close. And I think who uh, was on a couple of weeks ago, it might have been Goody when he said about just having that extra depth. And we're sitting there at the weekend: Henrik, Aris, Harrickson Tyler, Soy, Rochi obviously injured. But that that depth of of squad there, if they had to be called on, there was guys capable to, to step in. Fortunately, we just had to, we were just we just outgunned everybody this season. You look at this goal scored something like three hundred goals scored this season, least goals conceded, best net miners in the league, team of four of them. It's just been a fantastically well recruited team, fantastically well coached team. And it ends up with three banners in the rafters and like everything your heart could desire. Unbelievable. You said,
1: what a, you said a lot about you said a lot about Kiefer before he came on, Says Have you anything to add now?
0: Yeah. I mean, you said your last comment to him there, enjoy your summer. <laughs> um <laughs> he's in tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's in the office tomorrow. Um I to be honest i thought monday might have been a summer um you know we all know that that, that colleen's um should have another baby very shortly so he is going to be is he tired uh, and i think that's the only time he's going to have off you know he, he's got child-minding duties to, to take into consideration over the next few weeks little cora has been she was at the game last night with him and um and uh you know he he, he just works so hard again like you, you sort of expect that from from the guy like Adam, and and the efforts that he puts into it the time that he puts into it is incredible. And you, a lot of people just don't realise how much time and effort that goes into women. Um, you know, I remember going to Schlefte in, in October and we arrived on a Tuesday late afternoon, early evening, um, like a, probably 9 or 10, or actually I think it may be 12-hour travel day. It was An early starter, remember that. Um, and myself, him, George, Stewie, Taff, um the parrot were sitting, boys were all in bed or, or doing their saunas or whatever. Um, and he's sitting, cutting video at 11 o'clock at night. Um, yeah. and then I went to bed at whatever. Um, and I was up for breakfast early before I went for a morning skate. And he was sitting at the table, cutting video um, for that game that night. When we get back, you know, after the game, the hotel, he was sitting again, um, just you know, watching the video from that game, um, to prepare for the next weekend while he were on the bus on the way for back from Glasgow. I wasn't sitting beside him on the plane, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was doing the same thing and getting ready for the weekend. It's the effort that and time yeah. and that they put in off the ice that goes yeah. to winning those barrier or those banners, banners sorry, that Davy was talking about. Um, and it's those little one percents. Let me tell you something, it's more than one percent every season that, that we're getting better, and uh, we can only get to 100%. And I'll tell you what, you know, it feels absolutely brilliant. And last night, you know, I, I commented on last night when I was watching or when I was doing the, the live stream, it was brilliant to watch a game that has not had any pressure on any of whatsoever. It was absolutely brilliant, really enjoyable. Just sitting back watching and 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 having a bit of a laugh with uh with some of the guys on the ice, which was definitely comical at one point, but um you know it's just I mean, for, as a group for us three to be to even have those words like you know what Adam is saying, what Steve is saying about those one percents for us, it just makes you feel ten feet tall.
1: Yeah, it's very kind of them to say. I have to say, right. Um the Belfast Giants weren't the only team to be very successful this season and very successful over the year. Solway George, <coughs> they've won the, the Cup champions, league champions, playoff champions, NIH one national champions. Please welcome to your view from the bridge. Welcome back to your view from the bridge. Kel Beatty, how are you doing, mate? All
5: right, guys. How's it going?
1: Not too bad. How was
5: your weekend? Uh yeah, it was an eventful one. Um, yeah. Uh, an eventful year as well so um, seven trophies across two teams um, what, what, <laughs> what more what more can I say so it's been a, a really exciting year for myself and for the two clubs
1: Where'd you keep the medals?
5: Uh, they're all on my roof at the moment
1: <laughs> But obviously the, the, for Solway especially at the weekend and the way it went for them it's it just was capping off what has been a, a great season
5: Yeah absolutely um, it's something that we didn't really get to do last year as we lost out on the Cup. We got put out in the semi-final in the Cup last year. So um, a lot of guys returning and some guys retiring this year wanted to end on a high and um, what a great way to go out for them as well. And obviously it's my second year playing senior hockey just due to COVID and stuff as well. So it's been two great years, obviously winning three trophies last year with Solway and two at the Giants and then running both Grand Slams this year. Um. I don't know, what more can Not
2: I bad. ask for, really? Not that bad, really, is it? <laughs> no. a, a, a
5: little
3: bit of adversity as well, Kel, mid-season there, taking, I, took a, I think it was a, a bit of a knock into the boards and took a bit of an injury. It kept you out for a wee while. Must have been yeah. that the first time, really, in your pro career you've had to sit and just be patient to get back.
5: Yeah, um, I was actually we were, I was in Hull and I was uh, got hit from behind and uh, done tissue damage to my shoulder. So... Um, I was out for about three to four weeks so it's the first time ever i've like been sidelined due to hockey so it has so um it was tough at the start obviously just watching from the stands every day training but um the medical team got me right and i was able to keep fit through it with parts help as well so um i can't thank them enough
3: just over 12 months ago we played the challenge cup final at home I was fortunate enough, I was standing just behind you and Kel were sitting down below us, me and Ketchy and Laura whatever were standing up, and you just went down and joined in the celebrations. This year, I stood beside your man, Da, while you were on the ice celebrating. Because... It must have been such a, a buzz to, to be involved in that on the bench that night, although, again, took a bit of a knock at night as well.
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And was that um, the Guilford
3: night? Was it the Guilford night?
5: You got that's, that was Gil- the Guildford night. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, absolutely. This year has been a huge stepping stone for me just in the start of my professional career. Um, Obviously winning the Challenge Cup again this year and being a part of the team this year on the bench, including in the squad, was absolutely amazing. And getting to celebrate it with, in front of the fans and having my mum and dad down there as well was absolutely brilliant. Says
0: thanks, David. Um,
5: David just touched
0: on it there, Kel. I mean, I don't know. You've been in, you've been watched so many games as a kid in the arena. Um, and you know, you obviously get the you've been on the bench quite a lot this year as well. And there's an announcements every game going, Keep your eye on the puck at all times. Sponsored by Cathedral. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you talk us through what happened when you weren't keeping your eye on the puck and you get hit in the gum with it the other last couple of weeks ago?
5: I blame it on Mark Stewart, if he's watching this. Mark, it's your fault. Did um, <laughs> he push maybe, him to he no, did no, he pushed you No, no, he we, didn't. We were having a conversation on the on the bench about something that happened to the play before with uh, one of the lads, and he obviously seen it, and I didn't see it coming. Puck came across the centre ice, and it got poached, and the bench, he moved, and I just got hit by it. So um, I should have kept my hand on the puck, but uh, it wasn't the be. <laughs> You've, you've had a bird's
0: eye view of another very, very successful season this year. You've worked your tail off all season long. Uh, you worked, I mean, even last year, you worked your tail off during the summer to get ready for this year. And obviously the success that you've had as, personally, as well as the group, um, is absolutely well-deserved. But looking at the guys that you train with every day, David Goodman, Scott Conway, Mark Cooper, I see you out there after practice every single day with Mark Cooper. Whether it's working on deflections or it's working on shot or shooting or you know just little moves how much has that helped you this year
5: yeah absolutely it's helped me a lot that's something i've tried to add to my game this year is just work on the little things and the basic things and like the likes of mark cooper and scott conway and david goodwin after practice have helped me a lot especially mark cooper we've been doing little things after training uh, like shooting and passing etc so all the small things has uh, helped me this year within my game and I'll hopefully just carry them on throughout the summer and uh, just work on them.
1: That's interesting you say that because obviously there's there's always this discussion about you know development and development leagues and where development comes obviously and you're in you're when you come and you train with the Giants you're surrounded by guys who have you know have come through systems in North America come through the NCAA systems junior systems in North America and have a wealth of pro experience but you're able to pick up on and to pick up and use some of that experience to develop yourself
5: yeah absolutely like the guys coming across from North America and Canada like they say to like just do the basic things right and everything will come together as well and just watching them as well the likes of like Jeff Baum and Gabe Bass like I always especially this year I've had an eye on them as well just because they do everything everything right and like first they make first pass is always good as well so um, I can't fault either of them. they're two good, good guys as well
1: for, also from your point of view, you know, you've been you, you you mentioned you were with Hull for a few games, you've been Solway for a lot of games and Belfast Giants going between. Has it been difficult to sort of to shift or does your game do you just try to keep your game consistent?
5: Um I feel like when I'm playing with the Giants, my, that's where like my games are really. Um, and then once I go down to the like the lower league levels, I try and just bring the same because just match the same intensity because hopefully one day I want to play in that league full time. So I try and bring the same intensity at any level I play at really. Um, but yeah.
3: Kale, is there a, a little bit of what Patty's saying there? Do you notice more? your game developing more with the practice you get with the likes of Basti and Bomber and stuff and being on ice training every day or getting the minutes, the likes of Solway going and playing game time or, or is it just a, a, a nice combination?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I feel like that me going and training with the guys every day, um, especially the decor as well, like what I'm doing in practice is helped me a lot in my games as well. And like, as, it may not be at the same level, but me doing what I'm doing in practice and then going and taking in the games has absolutely um, helped me this year a lot, especially in the lower leagues where I can practice on it more. And if I make a mistake, I make a mistake. I can just move on from it, really.
0: Cal, who's the worst chirper in the room this year? I mean, well, we all know about the, the Scott Conway. I mean, I've heard Gabe Bastien. He's lethal um, but you know, you again, you, you've got a perfect position to listen to all those boys on the ice and, and practice and just winding people up. Who's the biggest clown? Who's the biggest chirper?
5: Uh, biggest chirper, Scott Conway, uh, most definitely. Worst chirper would have to be Will Cullen. Um, terrible dress, <laughs> terrible dress sense as well. Um, and clown probably would have to go for Scott Colmer as well. He's just an all rounder isn't he, really? I
0: know, I know your mum and dad are massively proud of you. Um and we do as well. And um you know that you've 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 deserved all the accolades you've had this year and the last couple of years as well. Um but again you are probably taking a couple of weeks off and then getting ready to go again for next season because next season is a very important year for you. Um yeah. and and it's as champions, everybody's going to want to whack at the Belfast Giants and you can just join the queue. Uh, but uh, you must be looking forward to, to you know, to getting back to practice. Again, you get off the ice for a couple of days, you're going, what do you do yourself? I mean, you, you sit and look around the, your, the room and go, I don't have to get up. I mean, I know you're not. your timekeeping's not been great this year, I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> you've been late a couple of times. But uh, is it, is it, you're going to put that in your diary next year to go, I'm going to be on time?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um... A few days off, I've got an awards night this weekend with Solway and then just straight to it. Um, No messing about really. I really want to take this summer as serious as I can. Um, I know I put in a lot of work last summer, but I want to try and build off that as well. Um, I've already had a brief chat with Kiefer about what I need to do over this summer and um, hopefully it can all fall into place
1: the uh we're gonna let you what you say about the awards dinner this week we've got a comment from anthony russell here saying i haven't seen the videos of the celebrations in some way so from solway if he takes ross murray's intensity for drinking stella to the ice uh kill be set uh, ross did well did he
5: uh ross is quite a, a lively guy he's uh he <laughs> likes to be. he likes to be known as the the sixth time um but um yeah he's quite a lively guy he's, he's quite an older guy as well he's a veteran in the team and um, <laughs> he uh, he's known as the sixth time he'll love me shouting him out here so <laughs> <laughs> fantastic well listen mate congratulations like, uh, I
1: don't know if anybody in, in, in UK hockey has won as many trophies as you have or medals as you have this season which is phenomenal it's brilliant to see you doing so well hopefully we'll see a lot more of you come next season in a, in a Belfast Giants jersey and uh, enjoy your summer
5: yep thank you guys
1: Joel, Joel, probably
0: sitting in the house, getting the medals, cabinet put
1: together for him. Yeah, he's probably putting it together. That's a phenomenal. Yeah. Like it says, you know, you you, you see the amount of effort the kid puts in, and he's doing so well, and they have so many medals. It's just brilliant to see. Do you know what? Do you know the one thing I do like about him? He's very hard on himself.
0: Um, you know, he, he's when he does something wrong, he thinks about it. You know, sometimes it's it's good to just put it behind you, and you know. Hopefully you don't make that type of mistake again. But the kid's hard on himself because he wants to get better, and um, you see him. You know, you, you watch him in practice. They're between him and Cal. They're usually first on the ice with with Dicko. Um and they're definitely one of the last two off the ice. He's taken it a lot of level this year. You, you heard him talking about you know veterans in the room like Ross for Solway and what have you, and and that's the type of respect that these these young kids need to have. They need to basically look ahead and and try and watch these professional guys who have been professional for a number of years. Mark Cooper, David Goodwin. They need to be taking little aspects away from what they do, right? Um, And even simple things like picking the pucks up at the end of practice without having to be asked. All those little things are are, are, are crucial to being kept humble, but also looking how to improve because – In a couple of years' time, there's going to be other kids coming up and he needs to pass that information on to them. Go and get the pucks and, you know, don't be lazy. Keep working hard. He's a good kid. Mac's a good kid. Um, We've been very, very lucky this year. And over the last couple of years, you heard Adam talking about Carter and and Cameron and and Travis and what have you. There's there's a couple of kids there that maybe have a shot next year um, to have the same sort of um, commitment that, that... Kel and Mac have put in over the last couple of years as well. So it's brilliant that he's getting recognition for, for the ice time he's got in Solway. Two good friends of mine, and Jamie Thompson and, and Martin Grubb, um, have, have done a really good job developing him as well. And uh, hopefully long may continue.
1: Do you know what, Davey? I, I know we, we, we talk about it time and time again, but there's something... Just makes you feel very proud that there are lads like this coming through. You know, you look at the development system that has brought British players here from Peterborough, from Swindon, from from Sheffield. Do we we see these system Nottingham? We see these systems coming through. They're bringing the players through, and we are going, let's say, to 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 them to the English game and picking up players to bring them here. To have like lads like like the Hamels, like like Cal, like like Mac, come with who? Sorry, did I say Kel? I, sorry, did I? I meant the uh, and Datsuk, didn't I? The, uh, But The but have players like that coming through who are local lads it's exactly what the belfast giants want to have as part of their organization
3: like when you talk to any of these canadian guys and you talk about their their upbringing in hockey they always reference back to their parents and how much they did for them and you know don't don't knock how much julian and will have been an influence in his career Simon mentioned there about the the hard work Mac and Kel put in the last couple of years. And absolutely, I think he would agree with me and says it hasn't been two years in the making. But, you know, Kel has been skating near his whole life to to get to this point. You know, it's been a a dedication from his mom and dad and his family to help him get to where he's at. And it hasn't been easy in in any shape or form. This isn't a, it's not a given to be a Belfast Giant. It's a lot of hard work and a lot of years and a a lot of money put into um then and he's gonna have to put a lot of money in this summer because he's gonna have to eat a whole lot because as as keeper says there needs to get bigger and it's not cheap getting big. Um but tell uh, me about you know, it. <laughs> 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 but um, you know, we wish especially just this is just to add to what you're saying there, Patty. Especially these young lads from Belfast, you want to see them in Belfast giant uniforms. And I said I was on Saturday about you know, the, the, the Giants players represent us because we can't do it. But these guys represent us because they can do it, you know, these Belfast guys. So I wish them really well for their career. Brilliant what he's doing in Solway. Four trophies in Solway this season. I don't know they? that they a couple or three last year. Two trophies in Belfast last year. Three this year. You know, I hope Gold follows him everywhere he goes.
1: Congratulations to Kel and everything he's done. Thanks to all those lads who joined us. Shall we start the show, gentlemen? <laughs> no, we need to talk Just about the end these it. games. We need to talk. Let's talk about these games. We'll talk about the first one quickly. The Belfast Giants in the semi-final took on the Nottingham Panthers and walked away six three winners. Goals coming from Ari Norris, Lake Goodwin, Lake again, and Norris, the man of the match for that game, rounded out the six. Where the Nottingham Panthers goals came from Hopkins, Anderson, and uh, Izaki. Um Regards to goalies, Tyler Beskorani, forty-one shots on three goals against the other side. Peyton Jones, twenty-four shots on six against. Rest from Matt Rose and Alti Dalton. Davey, we were a shot, but so what? Um,
3: do you know what? Uh, a six-three win would tell you. It doesn't give the whole story of the game. Tyler Beskorani in our first period was just sensational. He's he was really really good could across have been the weekend, by the way. But but um <clears throat> it could have been. It could have been worse than that for the Belfast chance. Clutch players at key times. Steve Ori coming up with a big goal. Ben Lake, Simon's talking about him all season. Um, okay, there's a slight deflection, I think, that takes it up over Peyton Jones' shoulder. I think Peyton will probably look back on Saturday and uh, want to have a couple of those goals back. But when you have goal scoring from, from guys like Sean Norris you know who's, who's not there to score goals those guys are there to eat up minutes as, as keeper talked about this as storage talked about earlier on there eat up minutes they're like david goodwin scott conway and steve ory just those few minutes extra rest and when they can get on the ice keep the puck 200 feet away from tyler briscoe and potentially come up with a goal Well, then they're doing their jobs in space great feed there from david goodwin into steve already the, the fast shot over, over the glove on on peyton jones our set aside and i think it was maybe 2-0 fairly quick in the game. Simon sent me off to do a message where we're absolutely fine with that because even when that second goal went in, it kind of felt not a done deal at that stage because we've had a wee bit of a leak at 2-0 a lot recently where we we'll let teams back into the game. And it just wouldn't go away. But every time they scored, the Belfast Giants had an answer back, which was really key. And, you know, running out 6-3 winners, more than comfortably enough and more than deserved.
1: It was Tyler Baskervani who was, you know, Sean Norris rightly got with two goals, got got you know the player of the game. But you can't get by how good Tyler Baskervani was in this match. He was brilliant. Um yeah, David just touched
0: on Jonesy as well. He played, he played okay in the first period. Didn't get much help. I mean, that goal by Sean Norris there, somebody one of those defensemen's got to clear that. But even when you look at the first goal by Steve Ari, and you watch the little move that David Gubin just holds onto the puck that little bit extra. And attracts three panthers to him, and Ari's all alone out front. And you know it's those little things that the details that 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 even Gagnon looked made look like a, like a bit of a fool at the weekend. And you know, he, well, he hasn't been great all year, but um, you know it, it's those little things that you just go the extra mile. Don't mind taking a hit to make the play. And I just thought that, especially when we went three 0 up against the Panthers on Saturday. That we were in control of that game. But yes, they got a goal back. We scored another. They got another goal back. Um, and you're, you're sort sure of, you know, a lot of times you'd be sitting thinking against maybe at all teams that, you know, they're going to come back into it. At no time did I think we were in danger of losing that game. However, I was really nervous about this game before it actually started. You know, Robert Fitzpatrick, I remember asking me, what, What's your gut? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't yeah. know. Um, I mean, we didn't play great against Klan the week before. Um, I still don't think we get out of third gear in the, against the Panthers. Um, and the only time I thought we actually really kicked off all weekend was the third gear, third period against the the, uh, the Devils on the Sunday, which we're going on to talk about. But look, it, it's one of those things when you've got scoring coming from your fourth line, two goals from from Sean Norris, um, and your top line's clicking. Laker got a couple. We were just we we did enough to win and. Um, again, you get a little bit of luck going your way. Like, what a smart goal by uh, that came off the back of Jonesy, wasn't it? Was it Sean Norris again? Got that goal, Norris. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and really smart. It, it, that, that's actually a veteran move. You know, you, you get Jonesy went out to play the puck, didn't get it around the wall. Norris just throws it off. See, so he's, he's sitting off his post and capitalizes on a mistake by the goaltender. So, look, we talked about the game before. It's the battle of the goaltenders between Basko and Jonesy. And as much as I liked Peyton Jones, you know, Besko coming up and doing Besko things and and uh, such <laughs> things he came in in January.
1: How much did this settle the chance you think, into the weekend? Because you say, there was, sorry, Davey, as Ciz said, you know, we didn't play great against the clan. We had to basically try to show the team that we are. And I felt that, especially coming into the third period, I felt that we were starting to show that. I think that
3: um, we showed that no matter what happens in a game, we've got goals in us. and um, if you've got goals in you and you've got good goaltending, you know, Besco since he's came in at whatever it was first of January I must say he didn't play for a first few years, you know, um something like it was something ridiculous like 1.33 goals against average. Something something really low. If you're not con- if you're conceding two goals a game and you're scoring three or four, you know that Besco's got your back, you're gonna win more games than you're gonna lose, which is Hardly rocket science, but you know, whenever you, you can, you can keep a score down and you just know this team has got goals in it. It was—it's funny. We'll go on to talk about Sunday, but at one 0 down, and you could have cut the atmosphere with a knife where we were sitting. You really could have. And Josh Roach just turned around and said, "Would everybody breathe? We've got this." And yeah. we're, we still hadn't scored, but we were creating chances. And on Saturday, although the Nottingham Panthers probably had the lion's share of the great A chances, Besco outplayed. His opposite number on Saturday, and then the cream of the 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 the, the top two lines, especially Sean Norris, obviously coming up a couple from the what he was playing on the third and fourth line at times. But um, you know those guys, Steve O'Reilly, Ben a pair, just outstanding. It was just that was it, but it felt comfortable, like Simon nerves going into the game. But once those first couple of goals went, then the the nerves were gone, and the Giants played with a freedom. And of course, yes, we conceded a couple of goals. Would like to not concede, but. They always seemed like they had goals going forward.
1: We'll move on from the from the semi final, gentlemen. The, the Belfast Giants from six three winners there in the second semi final. It had to go to overtime. Uh, the Cardiff was coming from behind to win that three two in overtime to face the Belfast Giants, and that ended Saturday. And uh, some of us had it. I was
3: going to say there, Paddy. I, I it you read about I, that
1: I, game somewhere. Uh-huh. I am uh, no, I, I watched it. I watched it. I mean, did, yeah, hundred percent. What? Well, I will tell you what. Me and Hitchie were in. we and Hitchy left. That left the arena two one, right. To which Hitchy says, "Well, as far as he's concerned, that was the end of the game. <laughs> so he was looking forward to seeing the, uh, the the Steelers in the final. But then when we got to that traditional Nottingham restaurant, I put it on my phone and I watched the. Uh, watched it. it was a bit of a, a bit of a, an interesting call to call uh, that penalty in overtime, that sort of led to the uh, the, the overtime goal, Davy. Yeah. Um. I think for
3: me, the and I think it's Brandon Conley from memory, the player's gone right behind. He's gone for the stick lift. It's interpretation yes. as to whether you think he's got the stick lift or whether he's got enough of the player to call the hook. But there's – so if I were – who was in thats It would have been Greenfield's net. If I'm Greenfield's net, there's a, a, a referee on the half wall 50 feet away can't remember which which order they are, but the other referee is 150 feet away on the far blue line, and he calls it from behind. Now you can see the action, but he can't see the outcome. I think it's Brendan Connolly points the stick at him. Going, that has to be his call. It's his call. But once his hands up, I don't know whether they can have a little conference there and go. I think you've got that wrong. But I think in terms of a playoff semi final, two each going the overtime or maybe even it wasn't overtime at the time um the call that is a a big big call from being the back exactly. referee not for me to the double guess but uh, you know we're only assessing it on what we're seeing i think i'm not going to say it's a bad call but it, i just think it's the wrong ref making that call simon
0: i didn't say it didn't really care
1: <laughs> <laughs> well it led to it led to the 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 the, uh, the card devil scoring in overtime when I say Petgrave with a terrible defensive play down low, sort of leaving a man wide open on the on the <laughs> line for a finish. Go on, David, you want to say something? You, you,
3: we've, we I don't know whether we'll come on to the elite league awards for the year, but my we will. I've, being, got, I've got
1: them li- um, I've got them lined
3: up. Obviously, goaltender of the year. Um, you know, for me, I'm not going to say culpable for both goals. Could have done better for both goals. The equalizer, as um, it, Waller comes down the left wing. Of course, if if if, if uh, Greenfield has the, the net covered, the clever shots to shoot into the pads to go for the rebound that can only really either be gobbled by the goalie or go into the front of the net. And he's kicked it into the blue paint, makes it 2-8. The second one, again, they've came down the left wing and he's dropped, for those watching, go that side. Um, he's dropped the shoulder along the post and he's just left that. Now, it's a quality finish. The roof it from that distance um, up over the shoulder and into the roof of the net to win a playoff semi final. It's a killer finish, however the goalie has to save that and um, for the EIHL goalie of the year the stink on in that last 10 minutes of the game and um, for the EIHL defender the man of the year the stink in
1: We're the final it an awful
3: lot about the awards <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so, so it was the uh the Sheffield Steelers then won that game against the Cardiff Devils um a lot of us had an early night um, that there was no uh, nothing significant happened in the rest of the evening, and the next day, we uh, the Bel- the Steelers took on the Panthers in the third, fourth place game and defeated the uh, the Panthers in that, <laughs> um, by what was it, seven two, I don't even seven three, didn't even pay attention to that. We come to the final, the Belfast Giants once again take on the yeah, Cardiff so I have Devils, seven,
0: seven four for those that were seven can four. I, can I, I just say two. something about that game? Oh, yes, and you and absolutely
1: then? can, and I think you
0: should. I, I mentioned it, it on the. Uh, I know we only did a fifteen-minute podcast on the Sunday, um, and obviously it being Jonathan Phillips' um, yes. last game, like we had Jonathan Phillips on here. Was it last week?
1: Last week. Last
0: week. Yeah. Last week. Um, absolutely, gentle, man. Um Give us his time. No issue at all. Didn't Great you know he, he came on and and and, and we we played our our to him. Obviously, we didn't wish him well uh, because we never wish any other team well, um, but. Again, I, I just I've, I've thought about this a couple of times this week, and it shouldn't annoy me as much as it has, uh, because it's, it, you know it's not a, I'm not a Sheffield Steelers fan, but for for their coach Aaron Fox to walk off the bench, that's I special. didn't see him shaking Corey Nielsen's hand at the end of the game. He might have done it in the tunnel, guys do that, that's fair enough. But for him to walk off the bench, and completely show a a massive lack of respect or or any respect whatsoever for the most successful captain that the Sheffield Steelers have ever had, I thought was was just ridiculous. Unreal. He, you, know, he, you know, John O'Phillips, we, we, again, somebody brought up the point last week that he's been around for every single season that the Elite League's been um, been running in, what is 17, 18 years. And for his coach to walk off the bench and not stand there and show recognition to their captain... I thought it was absolutely disgraceful. I'm I'm being honest. I thought it was absolutely disgraceful. And one of the Sheffield Staters fans approached me on Sunday night. Um and when I walked when I come out of when I come out of saltbox after the after the party and I walked down to the shop to get myself a bottle of water back before I walked down to the hotel. A couple of staters fans were there and he, he pointed me out. He says, I heard what you said earlier on about Aaron Fox. I actually thought he was gonna have a go at me. Um, because, you know, Steelers fans were a bit disappointed the way their weekend went. Um, but he says, you couldn't be more right. He said, you're absolutely 100% right. Yep. He says, everybody I've spoke to this afternoon and this evening are disgusted with him. Um, and I, I just thought that Jonathan Phillips should be held in the highest esteem, not just in Steelers hockey, but in British hockey, right the whole way through, of every single fan base for the longevity and the success that he had. And obviously, you know, you're no fan of, of Team GB, Paddy, but... Um, even in the the team GB aspect as well Um, I just thought it was really really poor decision by Aaron Fox to walk off the bench
1: I agree and like every single Sheffield Steelers fan that I spoke to and Morris brought it up on Sunday were absolutely disgusted by it, the pressure's on Aaron Fox now you know, if he if he retains his job going into next season, the pressure is massively on him. It'd be interesting to see if he does, considering they got rid of Jared Adams for being successful. You know, but if we're, Aaron Fox now, with his actions, ha- has been getting a lot of kicks from from the Sheffield Steelers fans, both for the way that the Sheffield Steelers fell apart in the League Challenge, the way that it all fell apart in the semi final, even though they were leading, and now with the disrespect that they believe that he's shown, and I agree that he did show. In the, uh, in the third, fourth place game. So it'll be interesting to see what becomes of Iron. We'll talk in a little bit about the, the other other coaching changes that have taken place, but it'll be interesting to see what comes of Iron Fox, whether he will retain his spot. Do you want to say something, david you, you lean forward there like you were about to say something. No? Right, then uh, let's crack it on. Doesn't matter. Let's, let, let, let's crack on to the final, boys. The Belfast Giants, once again, for the third time consecutively, faced the Cardiff Devils in the playoff <clears throat> final. However, as we all know, this time it was a successful one, a 4-1 victory for your Belfast Giants, but first blood was taken by the Cardiff Devils with under two seconds left on the clock. They broke up, and Mark Richardson uh, allowed the Cardiff Devils to end that first period uh, 1-0 up. Jeff Baum made it 1-1 in the second, and then in the third, the Giants showed why they've been getting a reputation as a third-period team. Uh, Jeff, sorry, Steve Ari on uh, 51-42, Donovan Niles with, on 52-38, and uh, Mark Cooper with the empty netter with under three minutes left in the game. Tyler Beskerwani 28 shots on, just that one against. Ben Barnes, 41 shots on, three against. Tom Perring and Liam Sewell were the referees that didn't call very much. Um, not certainly, sure, not very much for the Giants anyway. Uh, says what a game. Um, in that first period, Cardiff hit everything that moved. You could see what their plan was. Look,
0: again, we were all up and um, watching... The game itself, and I thought the Devils did really well mm, um, in the first uh, period itself. They they took space away from us. They um, they started the game really well. Bounds was excellent in the first period, and to be honest, I thought he was really, really good in the second. He paid, he put off two brilliant saves in the second period, one from Mark Cooper. I can't remember who the other one was, but, you know, overall in the first opening half an hour for argument's sake, um I thought that we were second best. Um, I, I don't think that's I don't think anybody would argue that point. The one positive about the second period, we only we we limited them to I think it was either five or six shots in the second period. Um so you know, Besco played really well in the first to keep it to one nil. Um he gave up nothing in the second and and then we we clicked into place. And and while that, that shot from Jeff Baum, you know, getting Mark or sorry, getting Scott Comment front lynette. And then their defenseman comes in and gives him a a shove out of the way. It's the pass from Mark Garside is just unbelievable. Showing all his experience, literally sucking that guy in to take him along the wall. A backhand pass right into the path of Jeff Baum. He steps into the middle and throws it towards network cons, you know, screening the goalie was was absolutely brilliant. Just a real brilliant play by Mark Garside. I'm going to let Davey touch on the the significance of that pass from Mark Garside in a minute. But the, the next thing, Scott Comey gets a penalty called off that for a tap on the pads yeah. from behind on the, the backside of the, one of the Cardiff Devils players. Ridiculous call. Again, you talk about refereeing decisions. I thought that was really, really soft. He's hitting them a pat on the pads on the backside. It's not a penalty. Um, and, you know, for us to come out, that was, I, mean, I think it was the only penalty we took in the final, actually. Um, I thought that was the only one that we, that, that uh, you know, gave the Devils a chance. But as soon as we scored that goal in the second period, I genuinely thought we're going to win this. I, and I thought before the game, I thought we were going to win it. But the Devils taking the control in the first, playing really well. Um, but as I say, coming out with, with the, um, the big goal in the, in the second period to tie things up, I knew we were going to go on and win that game. And I'll, I'll pass it on to Davy here to touch on the Gary point and, and, and uh, he can go move into the third period.
1: Should we bring it back that goal, Davy?
3: No, no, I'm I'm debating mm-hmm. whether to pause it here or not, or have you already paused it? Brought, um, brought it, back. it doesn't matter, it's going back to start again there. Um, yeah, Mark Garside, with the two points of the weekend, um, passes or surpasses. Um, Blair Riley, uh former, uh, former of this parish up into sixth place overall and the other one. in Belfast Giants overall scoring with 233 points in his 674. Lately in games, there's the little pass there, just a little no look. Whenever you know your teammate's going to be there, you don't have to look. And Scott Conway screened the goalie, binds in his blue paint. Sam um, said he, he did, he played really well. He came up with a couple of monster saves in that first period um, that, to keep the Cardiff Devils. Um, in the game, this little pick, this pass from David Goodman is as good a pass as you see but there's the D-man of the year
1: the elite league D-man of the year may as well like not
3: absolutely stripped trying, doesn't play the man, doesn't play the puck Steve Orry takes it and goes through and um obviously pops it over high glove, just like the first one just like the third one, as uh, one of the Belfast Giants players noted on South South Twitter, South. Twitter this week Um, but you know, the Belfast Giants were really, really strong from that point and a 2-1 all of a sudden, the ice really tilted for the Belfast. And this puck, the way Ori takes it in his stride off the skates, pops it up over the glove hand. Oh, absolutely superb. It's the next goal that I want to focus on. Um, Simon's talking about Scott Conway taking the the penalty for a few little little love taps on the on the on the rear end of the uh, Devils' shorts, on, and takes a two-minute penalty, puts the Devils on the power play. But whenever this next goal goes in. We'll just let it play. Gabe Bass goes to the net, goes to the net hard. Yeah, here it comes now with the elite league D man of the year. A couple of hacks and whacks and a few extra shots in the face. Really interestingly, the refs mic'd up. And David Goodwin goes over to the referee. I don't know if you've heard this or not, Simon, or whether you're talking, no, nope, I haven't heard it just in. So Goody goes over to the referee and says, You've got to call that. And he goes, Why? And he says, It's exactly the same, if not worse. And he uses Con's first name. He goes. It's exactly the same, if not worse, than what Scott did. And you call that? You've got to manage the game. It's getting out of hand. And he goes. That's what I'm doing. I'm managing the game. Off you go. Back to the. So oh dear. You know. You'll see Basti coming in here. Not really interfering with the goalie. Not really doing no. too much. So.
0: Oh, but don't forget, a fr- it's the number one D man of the year. What it's a, load it's of a, a
1: frustrated league D man of the year.
0: What a load of bollocks! Get Basti. Uh, it, really it really
1: is. It really is. He even looks, you can get carried away because it's
3: our own players, but I do genuinely believe that defensively and offensively, he's he's been the outstanding <coughs> this year. Gabe, Gabe Bass, so and and this one I'm here, we we'll talked to Coops after the game, going, Why did you wait to the and, and Simon? You could see it from, from where we were sitting, obviously. Why did you wait to the red dot before you shot it? Come on, and he's going, It was rolling and it was bobbling, and I was bricking myself, isn't exactly what he said, but you know,
6: yeah.
3: That, he, he obviously he's played in games before where there's been goals scored in the last few minutes. So he, um he just wanted to absolutely, you can see it there, just bobbling up on yes. him, settles it down and uh, manages the score, put us in that four. And at that point, Simon sent me for another message. He says, right on your back. <laughs> so I didn't see it. That was the last bit of the game I saw, but you know, it was, it was a lot of fun.
1: It just goes to show, Simon, we said it, we've said it like in the stretch, and we and we said it in, um, in the second period break as well. The Giants have been a third period team, and you could tell in that. Maybe it could even be like late in the second period, we were able to tell that the Cardiff Devils' legs were going. They were going, and the Giants weren't.
0: Well, to be honest, the, the Devils had a really tough game the night before, um, they did. you know, against the Staters, and make no mistake about it. You know, they're they're an older group than our team as well. You know. And you've got these guys and Mark Lewis has been, you know, he's a big body, a big uh, Josh Batch as well. Didn't play much in the third and fairness to them. Um, and that could be potentially why they didn't um, compete as, as hard either in the third period. You need to use the whole bench and, you know, Crawford, and Jardine, Richardson, who, who I absolutely love Mark Richardson. Um and uh missing somebody, Thompson. They played a lot of minutes in that third period, and we were relentless. We just never get much on the bench massively, we, we, but we didn't. Adam just kept our yeah. guys rolling. Um, And when you've got fresher legs coming on and and just battling every single opportunity you get, look, we deserve to win that. We deserve to be the Grand Slam champions. We deserve every single accolade that comes our way this year. I don't give a toss what everybody else thinks um, outside of our, our organization. Uh, there's that man there. He's been absolutely outstanding this year. Adam Case, Um, yeah. And, you know, the lead the coaching staff and the lead the group of players that we have to win everything we could this year is nothing short of remarkable. And as I say, yes, people all go on about, oh, you've got the money and you've got this and you've got that. It's absolutely irrelevant with regards to budgets. I'm telling you, now, we Correct. do not have Correct. the highest budget in the Elite League. Absolutely 100%. We also have the highest travel budget in the Elite League because we've got to fly the majority of games um, and we've got to travel. Or, or, you know, I'm not saying that we do more road travel than other teams. Absolutely, but we definitely don't. But with regards to flying the, the games, getting out of your bed earlier to get the games itself, make no mistake about it. We deserve everything that we've had as this year. And as I say, I couldn't give a toss what everybody else thinks. We're the Elite League it's the playoff champions and the Challenge Cup champions, and we're Grand Slam champions for a reason, so everybody else can just enjoy the rest of it. David, what would you say to Tony Smith the other night?
3: Enjoy your summer, Tony. i just say yeah. on that, the lessons learned for, for, for Cardiff from the Challenge Cup a number of years ago in Belfast, where they came in a little short bench, and we were just relentless on the night. They got themselves ahead, but we were relentless, and we came back. The point obviously shortness bench went two lines. We were able to just to keep rolling our rolling just keep three. rolling the three and three and a half lines that we had. Obviously, mm-hmm. David Goodman went down for seven or eight minutes and getting himself stitched up. Did missed a couple of shifts, but not too bad. I think um who came who came in and played for him, Sam so, Kieran Long, I think. Stepped Kieran in for Long, a few yeah. shifts. But um, you know, they they went down to that two lines in the in the last period when the Giants were starting to come on strong and and just couldn't live with us at that stage and just the depth that we had just told the story simon
0: the you know you, you talk about the cardiff devils and you talk about um the Steelers game the night before and last week leading up to the game i'd spoke to a couple of our guys and and said look if we beat Nottingham on saturday who would you prefer to face in the final and the guys that i spoke to all played in the final last year and every single one of them said the same thing: "I want Cardiff. We want to beat Cardiff in the final." Like, make no mistake about this part of it: the Belfast Giants and the Cardiff Devils have been the two best teams in this league for the last four or five years. Um, the Devils deserved to win last year. There's no doubt about that. Um, they've had one three in a row uh, in the playoffs. And I remember sitting in the tunnel last year and looking out um, on the ice. Davy was right there with me. And watching him just as Steve said earlier on, all going, we're number one. We won the league, hardest trophy to win. You win four games, ultimately three games. We only won to win the playoffs this year. Um, and uh, you know, when you when you see that and it hurts, it genuinely hurts. And I'm not even a player, I don't know how Davy felt when he sees those guys at the last game of the season. But somebody said at the weekend, and I can't remember who it was, Davy. I think you were with me. It may even be thoughts, and he says. Winning the last game of the season to pick a trophy up just goes you to put you into the summer on the best feeling, and that's what
3: it. Might have been it might have actually been Neil Francis and um uh, who was incredibly magnanimous in defeat. Too, yeah. um, same with Killer, same with Katrina, same with even with Brody DuPont and all those boys that were really really disappointed. All came over, Christian, Horne, all came over congratulate us on a fantastic season. Unlike you, were talking about Sheffield and and, and, and what what they did surrounding the ends of the game. Um, Messages from John Donovan and Katrina and stuff over the weekend. Very magnanimous in defeat. Which I think, even though we had to stand and watch that, Simon, and it hurt, really, really hurt last season, which gives you the, the, whenever you do win, it makes it even more special. I think we were hopefully as magnanimous in defeat to the Cardiff Devils and the friends we have down there. But see, the friends and the Sheffield Steelers,
1: Read all, <laughs> Read all about it. David, but you, see what, you, you just pause a, the video see
3: here, just, I it for a reason. Mark Cooper has Look. just scored the fourth goal. The Belfast Giants are celebrating, and I've just noticed Scott Conway giving a little wave to the Devils fans
1: here. I see.
3: Bye bye. Exactly, and did you see last night? You've obviously seen uh, the tweet where he he accidentally rips one into Andy Dalton and celebrates. celebrates.
0: It's it's not as if if, if you should put that clip up. I know I hope Dalton's okay because I know he was hurt, of course. Of course, but here and look at that. There, see, when you go back on that clip, there's a devil's player lying in the corner. I I didn't notice that, um, at the time. Is it? I mean, if you back up that clip, don't know if you can or not. But if you back up that clip, there's a devil's player. Watch this, and just over his over his shoulder, over the
1: Mark oh, Cooper shoulder. Is that who it was?
0: No, nope. no. What do you see? That devil's player
1: there slides into the wall, diving to try to stop the fourth, and, and that's the wall. I
0: don't know if he. I hope he's not hurt. Like I'd hate to see. Yeah. I think maybe be Trevor Cox. who's a really good player for them. But yeah. when you when you look at the, um, I think if you can get that clip up, Paddy. Of Conn's last night, it's only a deflection, but Davey, he doesn't take a shot at him. I think it was Pick, um, that threw across, that threw across the crease, and it flicked up off uh, Conn's stick and hit Andy Dalton. But what he does after that is absolutely brilliant. And that's again, I a hope flip. Andy Dalton's okay. Um, I thought it was comical genius, um, <laughs> but that's just what you get from Scott Conway. He's he's lethal. He's absolutely lethal.
1: I'm going to wrap things up here. Just a couple of things for me, just to follow up on what you gents were saying. I, like, and, and, you know, I thought in the first, my, my take on the game was I thought in the first period we stunk. I thought we stunk. I thought that passes weren't going to tape. Things were bouncing over everything. And then we got caught on a break at the last. But then after that, we started to pick up and we showed that we had the goal from, the goal from Bomber, wonderful. The screen, fantastic. The finish from Ari, the breeze past the EHL AHL Defender of the Year, phenomenal the um then then for niles to come off the bench come straight and then the pass to put him in wonderful like the Giants showed exactly exactly the team that they are in the final game of the season one of the most wonderful experiences i've ever had as a belfast giants fan you know very very proud and very very humbled that i was able to go down and enjoy it with you boys and go down onto the ice and uh, and and see firsthand just the joy and see the giants fans going nuts I you know, and I watched, I looked around at the Devils. I had a look around as I promised I would, and I looked at the Devils fans and I looked at their disappointment just because I know what that's like. I know what it's like to be in their shoes all too often. The last two playoff finals, the playoff final against Sheffield with Drew Fattis scoring, the playoff final against, Jordan, against Nottingham with Jordan Fox scoring. I know what that's like. So, I don't want to forget that. So I looked around, I spent a bit of time just looking at the disappointment in the Cardiff Devils fans. And then I turned and I looked at the Belfast Giants fans and I've just shared in the absolute elation that we had to put us in what we are now and what we have now and a grand slam. And, I have to hand it to a lot of the devil's fans who I spoke to, Kip in the bar, top, top lad. Have a lot of time for him. Jonathan Williams, I didn't expect that. Jonathan Williams came down, shook my hand, said, Well done. You know, we had a quick chat and they do a great job in three on three. And you know, a bit of chat. And a lot of the devil's fans that I Sarah and a lot of the devil's fans I chatted to, you know, very, very um magnanimous in defeat. And like you say, a lot of friends in the organization spent a lot of time with Killer at the weekend. Really good to see Franny come over, but I've got one point to make, boys, before I wrap this up. In the final game of the season that the Belfast Giants played the Cardiff Devils, they took one point off us. They finished that game by skating around our ice, waving at our fans, blowing kisses, and acting the panto villain. Karma's a bitch. The, the highlights from that game are available on youtube and uh, i've watched them again and again and again congratulations to the belfast giants who are the elite league grand slam champions um what we do just right okay one thing to do here and what i want to do is to talk about briefly about the uh the kingdom of the giants of youth in the bridge uh most valuable player award and one of the things we were very humbled to do davy uh was the opportunity to give the award out and uh there is swearing which i haven't cut out sorry mate uh but here is the award being handed out to its recipient after the game against the cardiff devils
3: i've got a little award to present here i want to say a couple of things on thankfully on behalf of fans for everyone who's to give your time this season the apfpv we appreciate it so much all we're trying to do is give the fans a little bit of entertainment journey so thank you very much for it all you represent this great city because we can't and we love you for it. That's why we follow you up and down the concrete. Congratulations on a fucking unbelievable season. Thank you so much. There's three types of players that play for this club. Guys that come in on the season and then disappear the next. Thank you very much for making Belfast part of your stay. Guys that retire, you're too young. Every one of you, the real world sucks. Don't do it. And, uh, guys are coming back in September so we can see you stay. Lads, MVP. This award's been presented for 23 years now. Consistently. It started as a t-shirt in two thousand. It's a bit of glassware.
0: Yes, we on a few of them. This year,
1: Scott Conway. Yeah! <clears throat> <laughs> <And I'm happy. laughs> wonderful, wonderful speech you gave there, Davy, and a massive congratulations to Scott Conway. It doesn't come as a surprise, Davy.
3: No, he had a pretty good season, did he? Um there was a lot of players in that locker room this season, obviously, that had absolutely outstanding seasons. Because if you don't get a group of players playing the very high standard, then you don't win every trophy that's on offer. Um Cons gets the accolade because he was so consistent over so long. Um somebody was chirping him as as you know on Twitter the other day, he just he just Fully charged his battery and went for it for a whole day, and he got into people's ears. And somebody was on about him about just being a big, big, big game player, not being a big game player, not showing up in the big games, and um, <laughs> you know, being a bit of flat track bully. And I just quickly went back, and from the thirty first of December, there was only one game that he didn't either have a point, an assist, or on the goal on the on the ice for a goal being scored. So phenomenal consistency. David Goodwin, yeah, I'm gonna rhyme off some players here. David Goodwin was exceptional this season. I Think it was 55 assists something like that. Steve Ori, absolutely clutch from that that weekend against um, Cardiff, where he got the three or four goals and we and we got nine. He just kicked on, and yes, he was streaky at times where his goals came in bunches, but something like 33 goals or something at the end of the season with, and that was that was after Halloween, before the the game against the Devils. Mark Cooper. It can be MVP of this league, of this league, this team. If, if Scott Conway wasn't playing, Tyler Besgrani came in on the first of January and had outstanding numbers. And that four, that group of four guys that did nets for us this year, and Jackson Whistle, Peyton Jones, Andrew Dixon, and Tyler Besgrani, as a unit, were phenomenal. Gabe Bast, Will Collin, as a little team, Sam Rope, Basti. Um, who else? Matt Foley, on song hero down at the back end there, you know, everybody talking about being on the Foley hype train. I thought he was outstanding. On the Foley and hype on, train on, on the weekend there, absolutely brilliant. Jeff Baum, Mark Garcia, let's go through them all, you know. And then you go up front and guys coming in like Matt McLeod towards the end of the season, lightning McLeod as says was called him out the weekend, you know, Minnie Cooper coming in, doing great things after being at the Leeds Nights. You could go on and on, but Scott Conway. Sort of stood out a wee bit even above those guys. He scored big goals and big games. I remember texting Simon, I can't remember what the game was, but it was a big game, January, February time, just saying Scott Conway is going to score tonight. And I think he scored a couple, maybe had an assist, man, a match kind of just come with the R, come with the man. And for me, Scott Conway, I think it was 121, 122, 123 points or something this season. Ridiculous. Breaking every record going, doing it while chirping everyone going, just. We've been very, very lucky. Now, this is no exclusive. I have no idea what Scott Conway is doing next season. I genuinely don't. We've been very, very blessed to have him this last two seasons. If that's it, if you know, the Scott Conway show moves on to, to Europe, the North America, wherever he might get an offer, because offers will come for a player of his calibre, we can only wish him well and thank him for making Belfast part of his stay. And, and hopefully Simon Kitchen will be
1: involved in it. That door will always remain ajar. Simon, Scott Conway, most valuable player.
0: Davy rhymed off a pocket load of names there, didn't mention Ben Lake. You know, oh, well, yes, that's, <laughs> that's that's, no, but no,
1: no <laughs> we all know I'm a massive
0: Ben Lake fan. But that, that, what my point being is, that just goes to show yeah. how good our team was this year. And then, you know, tough decisions needed to be made in November, December, and January. And you've got to hand it out to Steve and Adam because they didn't. You know They had the balls to basically stand up and go, hey, let's do this. And I remember fans basically, our fans, basically going, what are you getting rid of him for? That's ridiculous. Should he get rid of this guy? Should he get rid of that guy? um not naming any names, but Michael Owens. But, um, you know, <laughs> you've, 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 you've guys out there. I'm going to get a text from Andrea about on But you've, <laughs> you've, you've guys out there who put everything on the line to go out and win these three championships. Um, and I said it earlier on, we absolutely deserve everything we've got this year. Everything. Scott Conway has been absolutely exceptional all year long. And, you know, I know he missed out on a couple of, um, you know, he, the, he's not, he's the MVP, but he's not the best British player in the league. Oh, Nick, I that one. Nonsense. Don't it. Um, You know, I, I get it. you sort of try it's not called the Scott Conway Awards. Um, you've got to try and share it around a wee bit. But you don't. You make that's recognition serves. his As I said to Davey last week, I just think that because he's got a, a Canadian or American accent, I think people forget that he's British. And that's why he didn't get the award, and Ben O'Connor did get it. Um, I mean, I voted Ben O'Connor third on my ballot for the for the British Player of the Year um, and Scott Conley number one. So I, I just think that... That, that overall we've been spoiled over the last number of years. And the three this year, we need to savor them because Steve had mentioned earlier, there's other teams that are going to come and try and take our mantle next season. So um, Belfast Giants fans, and the majority of them are watching on this right now, enjoy it and savor it. And if anybody else comes along and says, "I, ah, you're always so pompous and you're always so biased, I'm oh. absolutely biased. Absolutely savor it and enjoy your summer because it's it's three trophies this year doesn't happen very often. And again, congratulations to Adam, the coaching staff, Taffer, um, Steve, everybody that involved with the Belfast Giants
1: and every single fan because we are the Grand Slam champions. The netminder of the year wasn't in the first All-Star team. The forward of the year, the player of the year wasn't the best British player of the year. And uh, the defenseman of the year was Marcus Crawford. Um, wow. Well, uh, right. One more thing I want to cover here before we go to any other business, gentlemen. And that obviously was uh, last night's festivities and a wonderful night that it was. Um, the Belfast Giants taking on Denebro Kershon and everything about it, you know, the, the raising of the banner, everything about it was just a wonderful night. What I will do is I'm just going give, to give us a break from and Then we're going to hear from uh, Steve Saviano, George Iwata and Adam Keefe again, who we are speaking the Simon after the game.
0: Steve Saviano after the uh, the victory over Denebro wasn't about the score, uh, it was about the cause, obviously a lot of money is going to be raised, but uh, being back on the ice at the SSA Arena and picking up another goal, a Saviano goal, you must have been pleased.
6: Oh, what a night, the whole crowd, that was unbelievable, I didn't
2: expect a sold out crowd and the concert in the beginning and the video, was, what a night, it was awesome, it was so fun to be out there, what a, what a like what a uh, event they put on tonight! The Giants of Ukraine—it was, it was special.
0: And you got to spend it with uh, the boys watching as well. Yeah,
2: yep. Louie and James were out there. They're up a little late right now, but it's all right. They're—it was um, pretty cool. I had to get one goal just for them. That was—that was—that was, was the goal of that. You had some good chemistry with Martin two Cooper's Martin got a Cooper. I know they're trying to give me a sign back here,
6: but
0: I'm happy. <laughs> I'm very happy. Um again obviously it's for it's for a great cause UK hockey, Ukraine hockey Korean hockey dream. Um and uh there's gonna be a lot of money raised here this evening for it. Um again it, it's devastating what's happening over there. Um so you must be, you know, playing your part, you must be pretty pleased.
2: Oh it's I mean it's Anything to help is
0: what.
6: Anything
2: to help is awesome. I mean, what they're going through, I can't even imagine. It's not even in the same, at, uh, the same atmosphere where I, how I live. So it's, I can't imagine anything we do to help help them. I know I didn't do much tonight, but at least I could just get back here and at least really support it. So it's all good.
0: And there's, you know, people around the corner and everything else is screaming your name as well
2: tonight. <laughs> I don't know, but it's
0: all good. All good. Come on cheers, top. All right, awesome. George Um back on the ice in a Giants uniform. Instead of standing on the bench, uh, all for a good cause, obviously. Um, did you have fun tonight? Yeah, it was a great time.
6: It was good. You know, it was the right pace, I think. Um, and they they pushed us, which was fun. And I got stuck back on D, which was just fine because it's an easy game when you're playing back there.
0: Yeah, I seen you play on D with a coach. Um, is that because you know just to conserve some energy, or was it? I didn't
6: think. That, I didn't think they wanted to keep the scoreline down for us. they keep us back there so they can help them or something but no no it was good it was fun just to be a part of it we had a lot of guys on the bench which was great so our shifts were nice and tight um but it was fun especially playing with him like he doesn't know what he's doing and i kind of have a half a clue so it was really it's good for some interesting shifts the uh you know
0: there was one hit thrown in the game i'll give you two guys who scored it yeah i know he
6: he was complaining about the block shot i was like what about that hit He's hitting him in the ass (laughs) I know, and there was a couple times where I was, I got cross checked out there too. Like it was a proper playoff hockey cross check to the head. But I'm like, these guys need business. But it was good. It was fun. And obviously, everything worked out, and they had fun. And it was, it was, it was. I don't want to say it's their Stanley Cup, but it, yeah. a lot of those kids really appreciated what we did. And it was, it was great to be a part of. it. Huge cried. Um
0: uh, Your guys in the crowd, do what you plan.
6: They were. I got a text between periods too. Like you better score a goal. I had <laughs> my chance in the first, and I actually buried them, but. But no, it was it was it was fun. They loved it. I'm glad they got to see me play because they've never seen me play. Yeah. I know it's not real real hockey, but it was it was good to get out there. The crowd was awesome. I, I didn't expect that, but it was
0: a great turnout. Um, again, you're used to standing behind the bench, um, being out there on the ice in front of that crowd, and the most important thing is raising the money for UK yeah. Hockey Train. Yeah, yeah, no, it
6: it was it was awesome. I mean, you know, we're we're still passionate about what we do, and it was good to get out there and see the ice and do what we do, but. Seeing that, that check come across, was, it was awesome. And just seeing the expression, talking to those kids, the ones that do speak decent English. Yeah. They, they thought this organization, they thought it was the most beautiful place ever. And I was like, yeah, that's why guys stay here to play. Because yeah. it's a great great venue, great atmosphere, great culture, great fans. We're going to set our attention tonight to
1: Adam Keith. KFER?
4: Um, I, I, that was Conway's
0: fault. Playing uh, all sorts of positions tonight, I thought you said like all five in one shift. Well,
4: if I, if I kept playing forward, uh, it was me done after a bump period. So the D helped out. D, that, that job's easy. Defensive? Yeah, yeah it's easy. Easy job, just float up the ice.
0: Massive crowd here tonight, just in the charge. I mean, nobody was expecting the numbers to turn out, and it's all for such a great cause.
4: Yeah, it was an amazing event. Obviously, they had a lot of fun. The, the players said a lot of good things. And, uh, but the organization, the fans, and their special moment that, that was there, and I think uh, it was a great event for everybody. everybody it. Was Corey here tonight watching her daddy? Cliff? She was, yes, yeah, so that was special too. And you
1: know, I'll, I'll see what she thinks when I get home. <laughs> Thank you very much, Adam. Appreciate your time. It was a fabulous event. Well, we touched on it with regards to chats to, to Steve Thornton and the Adam Keefe earlier on, so we're not going to go too much into it. But, you know, Simon, you were there present and we, we said about <coughs> the... All the presentations at the start. I've got, I've got the the banner raised with Chalad in. But all the presentations at the start. Ram McMillan singing Belfast City and and what that means to oh. the, the Belfast fans, especially after you know the weekend that we've just had, and then the game on the ice, which was really, really entertaining.
0: Listen, I, I thought it was a brilliant night. I really did. Um, from from literally right at the very start of the game, you know, there was a lot of. I mean, do you know what? It actually all started yesterday morning. Um, you know, I went to the airport to pick Petr Cech up, and and let me tell you something: right. what an absolute gentleman! Arsenal's um, Petr
1: Cech?
0: Chelsea's Petr Cech, man um, <laughs> the uh, the nicest man that he could ever meet. He, he was he gave up his time. You know, he had he had things organized for for Wednesday um, when Adam contacted him on Sunday, and he moved everything around so he could come and play. Um, you know, all of his at at his own expense, um, he he paid for everything for coming uh, over to play in the game itself, and and my that, that, I mean, we, we to be honest, I would have put my own hand in my pocket to bring him here, um, and 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 play for the Belfast chance, and, and he's not a half bad goalie either. And for honest, I thought he did really well, but you know, for for him to give his time up and and anybody that want photographs with him and anybody that want interviews and the time that he took on the ice yesterday morning with all the ukraine kids um that come on and and uh got team photographs and group photographs and and he was just an absolute gentleman um and you know you have that to all the boys that come over Daryl lloyd jonathan boxall steve salviano it's great to see steve or sorry um uh george Awada and and adam back on the ice and all the guys that come in it's it's just incredible and um, I had a really, really good night, and, and, and I think everybody that was there certainly did as well. And, and, and even, uh, well, let's touch on the, the I mean, Aaron Murphy come up from Dublin to, um, on his to do the on it. On his birthday, it's 40s, so remember, or something. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, he, he well. gave his time up again, gave his time up, um, and, and, you know, and spent his birthday evening in Belfast. All the officials donating their time as well. Um, and everything, whatever was raised to, to go into the pot, has been absolutely phenomenal. So, it's it's a brilliant event that was put on uh, by the Odyssey Trust and and all the work that's going on behind it. And um, just very very proud. Um, I, I'd be lying if I said that more than once. There wasn't a lump in my throat last night. Um, just being part of 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 this organization right now is something that we all should be very very proud of. And um, again, when the moment when when Ray Sawada uh, was mentioned and, and everybody stood up and clapped around the arena, I don't think I felt a more emotional moment at the SSA arena in 23 years.
1: So, um, I think, sorry
0: nope that's
1: it i think i think you know from from my point of view as well davian i'll move to you for a quick comment is that you know you you looked on you looked on social media and stuff and obviously given the wonderful weekend that we've had and the position of the organization the team and everything is in to have that what was more or less a celebration as well as a fundraiser for for the ukraine dream you know i think that you know to have that and it was an overwhelming sense of pride from the fan base the turnout was phenomenal the, the the setup was outstanding. It's it's you know it's it's you, know, you have to give the plaudits to James Glover and all those guys. The the, the check for fifty thousand pounds that goes towards that is unbelievable. Plus everything else that's going into it, uh, it just is another. Davy and we say this quite often about a number of things. It's just another feather in the cap of the Belfast Giants organization that they have it within themselves to put on a show like they did last night just to keep
3: it short keeper said it best when he said it at the start about you know you couldn't really write a better way you couldn't if somebody had said to you at the start of the season you know jot down on a piece of paper there how you'd want your season to end you know lift all three trophies and have a celebration night of hockey because generally the season finishes with the last game in Nottingham and the boys are away and obviously a lot of the boys had, had already left and Simon had to go to work and get a, a lot a whole load of legends in and as he said there are some at their own expense and some, you know, heroes from other sports that have taken back to the hockey years after they finished their football. So, you know, uh, a real, as you say, call a feather in a cap, a real boost for Belfast. And we we're very fortunate to be in Saltbox on Saturday night when the whole team got up on the stage there with the trophy, Ryan McMullen blasting away in the background, every person in the bar singing, and then to go to Wednesday night and have them live. Whoever organized that, by the way, props like... That was, that was one of the... And there's a picture which will take a long time to be defeated. I know some of the pictures that we'll have from the weekend. And big nod to William Cherry for, for taking his time to come back and, and take memories for us that will, we, you can never... 100%. 100%. In that 100%. moment, you can never have those memories again. So thank you very much, so much to William Cherry for doing that. But for there's a picture taken from Boomerang Corner, to a full arena with Ryan McMullen, two teams on the ice the championship banner just going up in the background it's just it was a phenomenal moment gotcha. just to, to put the the cherry on the cake yeah. I, I can't take
0: responsibility for bringing the boys in that's all Laura she was the one straight on to it and getting all the the contact so we did make an ask of an awful lot of guys who just couldn't make it unfortunately they all wanted to be here um but uh, the boys that did come in were were did phenomenally as you would just expect because you know yeah. we, we bring people back who just get it. Um, and Tim, you know, Tim Cook, there's another one as well. He, I was just thinking great, that great to see Cookie in the building and, and Paul <laughs> Swindlehurst, you know, Swinney. Swinney. Yeah, Swin, Do you know what? Swinney was sitting in Manchester airport for nearly six hours on a delayed flight on Tuesday night, <sighs> um, just so he could be here. So, uh, it, there's, there's an awful lot of, of people that need thank for it, and and, and you can't go around everybody because you're going to miss somebody out. So, anybody who was involved with last night's game,
1: thank you. Yes, I think, and we had some brilliant interviews from yourself, Sam. So thank you for that. And the one from Paul Swindell, like it was three minutes long. So you get the full thing on Facebook, and there's a bit of that on 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 Twitter. But you can see what it meant for him to be back and and be part of this. And uh, and it's a wonderful night, a wonderful night. Congratulations to the all involved. A brilliant way to finish the season for the Belfast Giants and the organization, and for the fans to have that opportunity to go back to the arena to see the three trophies, to see the banner, and to celebrate what was a phenomenal season with a game that meant so much, not just to the Belfast Giants, but to the people and the team from Ukraine and well done to them. I thought it was a great game overall. Um, We were going to do news. There's not that much news. I'm not going to really talk about it. Nielsen's out. I think he's going to Germany. Uh, Paredes comes in from France. Pfft. another 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 uh, coach from my side we'll come and talk about that at some point soon and also uh dupont and horn are out from um cardiff there is a rumor going around that pete is going to come back and go in there who knows we shall see um gentlemen for the last time this season any other business i've got it says if you want it, you, How you,
0: can't show it man. you have to
1: show it All right, let's, uh, let's go uh, let's uh Keep an eye on where the puck goes, and have a look at. Um, where oh. I have to find it. There it is. Have a look at Scott Conway. we in. play it, and uh, you can see the puck across. Oh, it's paused down there. Let's try it again. <laughs> Watch Scott Conway in the middle. Yes, got him. <laughs> One more time. Got, tip yes got That's him <laughs> it's Absolute. absolutely absolutely it's a, brilliant it's absolutely superb i love it For, uh, but adults will be listening in and i spoke had a really nice chat with dalton uh on um on sunday during the third fourth place game he's been listening in. uh he sent us a message mate said did, did it hurt that's the uh <laughs> I was picking the glover, I was picking the glover Very earlier famous. on. He
0: said he was picking the Andy last night, and he says it definitely hurt. So hope Andy's okay. <laughs> hope hope he's Andy's honest. okay. But that's just classic Scott Conley. He's lethal Perfect. absolutely lethal. now listen, I, I just wanted to say um massive, massive thanks to everybody watching over the season. Um, I know I missed the start of the season and um and uh because it was flat out busy, but um it's been Good brilliant you know back. coming back from from january and and uh, i've really enjoyed it and uh thanks to you patty again the work that you you know you keep on saying thanks to everybody else and um and even Davey cutting all the video and, and you guys putting everything together for to get the show up and running every single week and yes i know fans want to keep it going through during the summer but tough we need a break <laughs> we need some time um, out you know we need time out as well uh but uh thanks to everybody who watches. You know, there's other pretenders out there who think that they're number one podcast in the, <laughs> in, the elite, in the elite league. No, they're not. Um we're we're just the best at everything that we do. So uh thank you. Uh
1: dear. So it's good to have you back, mate. Uh david anything for you? Um,
0: I have
3: just a couple of things. Um, the the golden oldies, um, for those that pledged, um, a donation for each Belfast Giants school I will tweet up over the next couple of days the final total and those that pledged. And if you still feel like donating, then we'll donate in every penny will be going to AJ But like seriously, thanks for everyone that donated to all the little charity things we did this season. We're we're very fortunate we're able to use this this uh platform for good and we've got money for Dahi. We did this and that over the season, a few shirts here and there. and I'm sure Sam will produce if we do this all again in September. I'm sure we'll produce some some nice memorabilia to. To, to go forward for some charitable goods. You're smiling there, how many, Simon.
0: My goals to a score?
3: About 300.
0: So I I'm on 50,
3: And I and I'm on 50 pay a goal. 15 uh, I,
0: I think you told me I'm on 50 pay a goal as well. Thanks, man.
3: <laughs> I think you said a pound. Um, <laughs> um I don't have I
0: three other quid I'm going to Vegas.
3: Uh, oh that you never said but I, I just echo <laughs> it's a it's a back it's a it's a back slapping time of year. I'm actually scratching my shoulder I'm not putting myself in the back. Um just at the bad timer. We thank Steve Thornton, thank Adam Cave, George Awada, um, Shane John or Shane Johnson. Uh, why not Johnny? Taff Stewie, all those boys. That, um, Laura says everybody that allows us the access to allow us to produce this because I think we would do this even if nobody watched because it's that much fun just sitting chatting, hog every week. We mightn't do it every week, but it is just three mates, three fans for the fans, and you know we were very, very fortunate to be able to go and present that. Um, you know most valuable player award on your behalf we enjoy doing this it is a slog there's dog days that go through the winter and you don't want to be doing this but we'll do it for you, and, and we we'll love doing it and we're very blessed that the club uh, allows the access with do. and all being well we'll see you over the summer
1: and just to add mine, I just it's basically following up what you guys did. Thanks to everyone, you know the the players, the coaches that have come on over the course of the season. You know, not just from our own team, but when it came to like opposition players and coaches, we had we had either a head coach or a captain for more or less every single elite league team except for the Nottingham Panthers. Um, but the, uh, but so we're very humbled by the fact that these guys come on and they join us, you know, thanks to the likes of Neil Whiteside, who does a fantastic job and <laughs> has done the, some of the, the, the video, um, the openings first and rendered a brand new one for us today you know and which was just very humbling that he would take the time to do that for us the girls and the the guys behind the scenes at the Belfast Giants like Chantel, and and the and all these who and Anne and all these guys Tom and and Tams and all the ones who would who when you contact them you know can we get this Chantel, especially you know when you contact them for contact details bang there you've got it and they're helping us out to be able to get to get information and stuff like that but also, you two gents, the, 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 and I say this time and time again, the I view from the bridge is a team effort, and it, it always will be. It always has, and it has to be for us to do this, brother. You know, from, from the, the stuff that Davey does statistically and also cutting the videos and the goals and stuff like that, says, you know, you're down doing some brilliant interviews, and we had some more of those today. And I can't thank you enough for what you've done. And with Joel as well, I know, obviously, congratulations to him, and Max, congratulations to him with what happened with Larn um, and then winning the league. You know, it's, uh, I on the input he's had in here. This is a team this is a team thing. And it doesn't happen without you boys being involved. And I'm very humble that you take the time every week to 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 be part of this. And I really enjoy it. And I hope you guys do too. Um but my final thanks goes to the people <laughs> thanks David. <laughs> my final thing my final thanks goes to everybody who's watching, listening and taking part. I've just said it on the chat that um without the people watching without the people listening you know it you make it what it is this is for the fans by the fans and we really really enjoy doing this podcast we have done this is the 18th 18th season of a view from the bridge and and for it to be the 18th season of a to the bridge and here we are with the grand slam is very is amazing to have the experience that personally i had being part of the you know the organization and being able to go down on the ice on sunday to be part of that is very humbling and to have you know every we had so many people come up to us in the bar both in bunkers or in the or in salt box or even in the rink from you know fans of opposition teams to, and a fella called alistair he said he's only watched us twice but he watched us again to the, the nurse with the broken tutor i said i'd say it. um to the uh, there's so 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 many people who came up, uh, you know, good to see Marchie McGowan and all these people who came up with some very kind things to say about a view from the bridge. And it's just we're very humbled by what you say, and and we'll try to keep going and doing and producing the product that you want to watch or you want to listen to. And um, oh yeah, Kelly Franks and uh, yeah, good to see Ke- good to see the two lads sitting there, They're always there, always there, always part of it. But um, but yeah, um, we're gonna go away, we're gonna enjoy our summer, we'll be back for a couple of shows, no doubt. As, as more and more um players come in on board for the forthcoming season and the champions hockey league teams are drawn um gentlemen go on david you got one thing to say
3: gotta be I'll, I'll I'll send it to you in the WhatsApp this has to be the one to go out with Patty before you play your video
0: you know what I wonder if I could oh no it doesn't matter
1: well is it go on
0: no, uh, I mean, I know everybody's busting the gut to try and get Neva a hold of a name who's coming back next All season. Sorted. Go on. No, I'm not doing it.
1: Nah. <sighs> <God. laughs> <laughs> you me there. Don't worry, Davey. I I already had that lined up. The um, yeah. gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure. You can get us at Twitter at avftb on Facebook, Kingdom of the Big thanks to Gary Crooks who emailed us every single week. Uh, a I podcast picture of, that, Kingdom of the viaduct picture, uh, Kingdom of the Giants, podcast at KingdomoftheGiants.com. Wherever you're enjoying your summer, we hope it's a great one. And we'll catch you here next time. One of you from the bridge. Podcast Network.